Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What's up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? My name is Corey from And the Podcast Will Rock, and this is part two of the fucking February broadcast. Uh, if you listen to part one, you know that we did a, 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 a we did a deep dive on an extreme song uh, from Waiting for the Punchline called Fairweather Faith that we all uh, enjoyed a great deal. And we listened to a little snippet of uh, Eddie Van Halen's score from the movie The Wildlife. But in part two, uh, myself and Mark and the All Slaughter panel were checking out uh, some actual Van Halen tunes. We're going to spin a track from the Van Halen wheel, and we're going to spin one from the live wheel as well. So here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Well, boys, uh, it's 920. Uh, I still got whiskey. Uh, that was a really short song. You guys want to spin it again? Please. Oh, yeah. That's yes. I, I, but my I'm question just... is, do we do we move on to a different wheel or do we stick with the solo? What say you all? Do we want to do one real episode or yeah, let's one, one real, real Van Halen? One real one. Van, an I'm actual in. Van Halen song on a Van Halen podcast? Please. Go yeah. figure. Yeah. That's why they're all here, apparently. Uh, I think we should do a nice. Judas Priest song. <laughs> Touch of evil. Let's do it. Well, I'm not you've got another no. thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do come on Eileen for the next hour. <laughs> Did you mean that literally? Turbo lover, Judas Priest, right? There's a controversial topic amongst oh Judas Priest fans. You want to say fuck it and do that? I'm not going to say no. Out. <laughs> I'm still stuck on Kim Cattrall now. <laughs> There's a statement. Okay. All right. Weird science. Do you realize it's snowing in my room? God damn it. <laughs> right, if we're going to do a Van My Hill grandparents song, have... are catatonic in a closet. <laughs> no, Pullman. That's a good, that's a good impression. <laughs> I didn't think it was a whale's dick, honey. <laughs> the multi-talented Eric Senate. Sorry, right, Corey. I apologize. Uh, no, I love it. It's <laughs> fucking February, apologize. my friend. Whatever. It's fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. You know? So let, let's, let's do some fucking manist, uh, manifestation, shall we? <laughs> All right. You heard him. Manifestations. Take a drink. Everyone. There it is. Uh, I'm actually out. So sorry. I got to oh. get a hold on. Yeah, me too. Hold on. I'm going to come back. Are we taking a, a break to get more drinks? Yeah. And Corey's drink the break, three time break. manifester. That's right. Oh, three time well, member I mean, of the manifestation we're, club. If we're, if we're taking breaks to get drinks. <laughs> I, I told Corey, if he shoots his shot on this wheel, I'm calling shenanigans. Well, especially yeah. on the solo wheel, that was 256 songs. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I don't know what shenanigans would have actually caused to happen, but I would have declared it. Just pick something from Waiting for the Punchline. You'll be all set. Uh, oh, I got it. Uh, Michelle Kurlander. I, I got to bring her back in because she mentioned that the Big Chill had many stars and played the Stones at a funeral. Love the Big Chill. One of my favorite soundtracks oh, yeah, of all Big time. Chill. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, great, great call there. I haven't seen that in a long time. Good movie. We had a lot of good movies in the 80s. Hell yeah. And a lot of them, I think a lot of them do hold up today, surprisingly. Uncle, Uncle Buck is, is late 80s, right? Oh, man, Uncle, Uncle Buck's Buck, flawless, yeah. flawless. Oh, man. Fletch. Fletch, man. Pretty Police much Academy, every... Maybe not so much. It's kind of here. Pretty much every single line that Chevy says in that movie was just 
just him just it's all ball bearing off the script oh come on guys hey it's all ball bearings these days Everybody what about th- three amigos that's one of my favorite yeah. that's oh, one that doesn't yes. get talked about enough you know <laughs> it's a mail plane how can you tell can't, can't you see the little balls <laughs> i can quote those are like fletch i could quote all day yeah. um and the other one airplane man that's a classic oh, come on airplane yeah never seen a grown man naked and you know what how about uh, top secret since we're talking zuckerberg yeah, maybe better than uh, yes oh, very underrated Really <laughs> underrated. Was airplane eighties or was it seventy nine? Oh, was, you're was right. Maybe, good. I think it was 80s. Yeah, you're right. Well, and um, Val Kilmer was in an underrated uh, movie in eight. Okay, okay. Val Kilmer was in a movie where he's he, he's uh he's a student at a college, like with some nerds and they're real oh, genius. The hell? genius. Real yeah, real, real genius. genius was good. Yeah. With, that with was the a good one. In the house, yeah. And, right, and they didn't, put speakers in the house, and he, they did the voice of God. For God's Corey, sake, didn't we stop touching that? yourself. Didn't we, we cover did. that on theme music? We, we yeah. covered Real Genius on uh, theme music. We did. Oh, uh, cool! I gotta listen to, rule to the it. world. Tears for fears. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I gotta listen. Remember, uh, Top Secret, um, and the dude's on the phone, and <laughs> he's like, "Yes, okay, okay. Let me know if there's any change in his condition." Yeah. And then he hangs up the phone. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the amazing thing about Real Genius is that for a change, you had William Atherton playing the bad guy. I mean, that never happened. Oh, yeah, such a change. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that never happened. Well, that's says, uh, to live like and die in L.A. To live and die in L.A. <laughs> that's a good one, right? Souvenirs, mm. novelties, party Modern tricks. <laughs> what, what's the other one? Um, Johnny Dangerously is another great one. Oh, that's yeah. Right. Oh, we, my God. We did that one on theme music, too. That's one of Johnny Mariano's oh, uh, favorite that's... movies. So we did This is the Life by Weird Al. Mm-hmm. For wait, this is life by Weird Al. Was that from? Um, That's from Johnny Dangerously. Johnny Dangerously. Wow, I forgot about that. I'm standing here with my dork in my hand. <laughs> that guy's the fucking toy. Yeah, Fargan ice hole. Yeah, yeah. I want to take down that Fargan wall. <laughs> I want to take. And then what was the one where uh, Danny DeVito? He's like, the guy's like, I have blood samples. I have hair samples. I have fingerprints. It's flimsy. It'll never work. <laughs> Not in a court of law. Oh, that's, oh, awesome. that's a great movie, man. Oh, yeah, those are so these movies all night. But you know, that's because we're waiting for George to get back. So I, my, the Holy Trinity oh. for me when I was kind of that age in that era was Young Guns, Highlander, oh, yeah. and The Lost Boys. And yeah, I, went back, I went back and watched The what? Lost Boys a couple months ago. Oh man, it's a tough watch now. It's, it's, a, it's a little rough, but it's I'll tell you mad. something. Uh, that whole the whole scene with uh, uh, with Tim Capello doing "I Still Believe." I mean, come oh man, on. that's just like that's just so good. It's so good. It was, it was at that it was at that point in the movie that I lost my wife. She just was like, "I'm fucking this out." What's the part one? about that song is it's not even remotely heavy. But at one point, as we're watching it, there are like three dudes in the front row banging their heads like they are at the heaviest show ever. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? That, that, that's the dude with the sax? Is that is that? Yeah, that? yeah. yeah. Just up. yeah. Oh, my up, gosh. Yeah. Like foiled up. What's the one with Corey Feldman where he's like obsessed with Michael Jackson? So they 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 crowbar a scene in where he's dance does a dance like Michael Jackson in the gym. Have, have you listened to his solo stuff? It, it's all really yeah, Michael it's, Jackson. It's, yeah. Dream dream a little dream, dream a little yes, dream, dream a little dream. Oh, it's just so oh yeah, it's just so awkward to watch. Okay. Um yes. 
There's another. Oh, Burbs. The Burbs is a great Ooh, 80s. I one. love the Burbs. Money Pit. Another good time. Money. Oh yeah. my God, Money oh. Pit. Classic. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Hanks, Tom Hanks ruled the 80s. Really, yes. with those, those kinds of movies, right? Hell yeah! And oh, you know what? Big, yeah. You guys want to watch a bachelor party? Great. You guys want to watch yeah. an underrated Hanks movie, The Man with One Red Shoe? Good movie. Oh yeah. Great. My, my dad took my brother and I to see it when he was on vacation years and years ago. It was in and out of the theaters. We freaking loved it. And then HBO would play it, and now you can't find it. I mean, it's like nowhere. But it was there was like a Daryl Hannah lookalike. He had just done Splash, which is another great one. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is I, I really underrated Tom Hanks back then. I honestly thought that he was going to be bosom buddies and that was right, going to be right. his whole career. And man, did he prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Rave of Flames in the chat later. saying, am I suddenly seeing a cat? Uh, Mark, explain yourself. Yeah, Beetlejuice decided to uh, join the live stream. Uh, that's his name, Beetle- Beetlejuice. Yep. Hello. We got, we got Lydia Dietz as the other one. So. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, All right. Everybody's on the call. Here we go. Uh, we're having a good time. Fuck it. Back February. to the program. We're going to do a Van Halen song. Why not? On a Van Halen podcast. Let's do her. Uh, Please Mark, why do. don't you kick things off with the manifestation? Since oh, you're not right. even ever really close. No, um, never. Maybe change your strategy. Go against your gut and, and just pick maybe the, 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 the song you want to hear the least. That's the one that's going to be spun. You still want Ain't Talking About Love, right? You're still waiting for that. No, you know what? Like, I don't even want to hear I ain't talking about love. Like, I don't even want to hear it. Like, it's, up psychology. it's done. It's over. It's done. So whatever the, I hope whatever the wheel gives us that it's totally not ain't talking about love. Um, <laughs> so instead, I'm going to go for Pleasure Dome. <laughs> yes. Because pleasure. we have, boy, we need some of the fuck album for tonight's Fuck It February. It's only right. right. That's a good call. It's only right. I yeah. suggest we all manifest something from that album, but that's just my personal like opinion. Like right. Spanked? Yeah. Spanked. Yes, let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to manifest Spank. Why not? Oh, let's do it. Yep. There you go. Seconded. Seconded all in favor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Kevin, what, is that what you want? You want Spanked? Absolutely. And for when, we, if, when that song comes up, I hope I'm on, if it's alive or if I, I can guess again, because I, I have things to say about that song. I think it gets a bit of a, I think it gets crushed a little bit unfairly here and there. So, you know. Uh, right, I, I can't right. even speak badly of you because you're going to get me my uh, vinyl copy of Live Right Here, Right Now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah Kevin, we heard, we heard, man. <laughs> Good night. I mean, as, man. Long as, as long as they bring him in, right? Record Day yeah. is a bit Choose of a Choose your words so. to Kevin yeah. uh, very carefully. Yeah. I uh, love uh, Kevin. Very the cool. Project is my favorite podcast of all time. <laughs> Eric, how about you? I'm going to go with Light Up the Sky. All right. Light Up the Sky, yeah. Scott Everett. We've been talking movies, so I'm going to go with Human Being. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, I definitely I know, and I've been trying that, that one for a while. Yeah. We've been, Corey and I have been. That is a long time manifestation. Yeah, yeah, so I definitely totally don't want the wheel to spin it. Uh, Scott Haskin, how about you? You know, I've been hearing about this song for a long time since I started listening to the show, and it just hasn't shown up yet, so I'm going to go uh, off the fuck album for Pound Cake. Yes. Oh, we haven't. Wow. No, we haven't, we haven't gone to Pound, Pound Cake, cake yet. yet. So. Uh, as if I have to ask, but I'm going to ask Ryan Powell, what say you? Oh, I'm sticking with the fuck album, but I'm going to go with The Dream Is Over. Ooh, oh, okay. That's not nice. the one I thought you were going to say. How about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go with The Dream Is Over. That'd be a fun one to talk about. Come on. Come on, man. Wake go. up. <laughs> Scott Monroe, how about yourself? <laughs> yeah, sticking with the fuck album. Let's uh, go with the closer. Top of the world. Top of the world. Top of the world. There you are. Uh, and who am I? George, have you said? Yeah, well, thank you, Scott Monroe, because I would also like Top of the World. Yeah, I want the fuck album. 
and I want a really good one. And I think that qualifies. Yeah, I think it would qualify or I don't know. Let's uh, let's we'll see. We'll see what the wheel wants to give us. But we're all unanimously voting for us. Uh, well, except for humans being. Uh, so ugh, you just won the one X factor there. Uh, but that's a lot of manifestation. Hey, Eric, for... Eric went light up the sky. Right? I did go light up. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Eric ah, screwed well, it up okay, too. So yeah. I'm almost thinking I should just just switch up and go with a foreign lawful track. It Should doesn't I matter. Do it? it doesn't matter. The wheel's going to fuck us anyway. So it's going to probably. But if we just, yeah. I don't know, if we if we concentrate That's hard the direction enough, of the yeah. I'm sticking with light up the sky because we got no Dave love so far. Not one uh, Dave solo well, song. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now it's uh, it comes down to who uh, whose powers are greater in the term of or in in terms of shooting your shot because Eric's done it. Corey has done it several times now. Three so times. Let's see. Uh, let, let's see if whose power is truly greater in this manifestation all right let me just uh check in with sammy he's warming up the voice here we go here we go all right boys oh it might be a fuck suck not quite uh, oh it's i'm the one from van Halen. oh yeah one. oh wow okay that, that is a great yes. thing okay we were so close to pleasure dome we were Mark, oh. you almost got your manifestation it's not fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> oh, but this is a good fucking, one. I'm fucking gutted because I have to go pick up my kid from a babysitting gig. Oh, this you is, listen uh, to drive? Yeah. Well, she's you know she's 16, so, I know, so I'll I'll be back. Like I hope you're still on because I got so much to say about this song. Okay, <laughs> adieu. I'll see you boys later. <laughs> all right, all right, Kevin. Kevin. Make sure you're listening. <laughs> Get back she's soon. 16, she could drive there, herself for crying out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just give her the keys. Yeah. Um, well, all right, we lost Kevin, but uh, maybe we'll see him again in the uh, not too distant future. So I'm the one. I mean, I don't even think we need to just uh, discuss it beforehand, dude. We should just like bust into this thing. The boogie rock, the boogie rock, Van Halen. Oh my gosh, it's been a while since we've had a Van Halen one track. Hasn't it, it has been. Oh. It's and this <laughs> not is the one I would have chosen, but I'm not mad. Oh, this is a. The fact can we uh, all, all agree? Can we all agree that we need to sing a little "Bapada Shubadua"? Yes, <laughs> it's it's Roth, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go from Van Halen One. This is "I'm the One." Oh man, this just salvaged my night. I, I, I gotta say, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that offbeat uh, snare when it comes in. Just you think you you think you know where where the downbeat is, and then that comes in is like, oh, okay. Uh, just just oh, man. tells you that this this is going to be swinging the whole time. That riff is amazing. It's an Beautiful. earworm. It gets in your head quick. The doo -doo 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 -doo. you yeah. can sing that. <laughs> Yeah, this is a great, you know, if, if you've done uh, maybe a ballad or a slower song and you need to get your, your crowd back on their feet, this would be a perfect one to play live. It's like what, 200 man. beats per minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They brought Star it back in the 07 happy. tour. I got to say, he suggested all carnal knowledge tunes. 
Mm. Uh, so you, you can't please everybody, but Jesus, I'm the one. David Lee Smith, he's happy. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Raven yeah. Flav says fucking awesome. Uh, this was uh, called uh, Show Your Love back in the club days, was it not, Eric? Yes, it was. It was one of the early club days songs. And this is the uh, Eddie Eddie influenced by Cactus, the the Boogie Rock Parchments Farm, which is that's one of the songs that it, it influenced uh, that that Boogie Rock. They loved it, man. That comes kind of from the roots with their dad, and uh, it, it it's got swing, you know. And uh, this obviously hot for teacher. What are the other ones, guys? I'm thinking of uh, Center Swing. Center Swing. Um, I mean, it's just it. And that that barbershop quartet type deal, man. It's like oh, out, out of, of nowhere, nowhere, and it just yeah, works. Nice. It just works. And uh, uh, yeah, well, I'll get to a little bit more later. But yeah, this is fucking killer. And they did bring this back in the 07 tour with uh, Dave. The opening concert song that ruined Blue Oyster Cult. There you go. And, and Tom didn't say I wasn't happy. There you go. So <laughs> even though it's not a for unlawful song, uh, he's happy uh, that we spun uh, I'm the one here tonight. We got to give it up to Dave's vocals, too. Oh, God. Absolutely. Come on. Greatest fucking lyric ever. <laughs> Greatest. Fu- that is Van Halen. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> That's just fucking priceless. Well, and that's Dave to a T, right? That we came, came here to entertain you, leave and you, aggravate you. Don't you know it means the same to me? Yeah, he, as he, long as you remember us. Yeah, yeah. Whether yeah. you boo as me long. or you cheer me, doesn't matter. As long as you remember. Well, he he used to say, uh, "What did he say? If if you like me, great. If you don't, you know, <laughs> tell tell your friends or something like you know." <laughs> he didn't give a shit as long as you know we're here. Yeah, and they knew they were there. Here come Does the anyone harmonies. know the uh, movie connection with this song? Wow. <laughs> but it's like, but there's a twist to it. So this song was featured in the Airheads movie soundtrack. Oh. If anyone saw Airheads. However, it is not Van Halen's version. Huh. Who does it? That I couldn't tell you uh, at this very moment, but wow. it wasn't Van Halen. We got to look it up. Know. Yeah. Hmm. So one thing before we start, um, I, I think this song more than any other just has so many little opportunities for Eddie to fill at the end of these phrases. I think we're going to go right into one and there's like uh, oh. probably like 10 different like little just fill solos that are just killer and everyone's different. Everyone is just it's just perfect. Dude, four non blondes. Four non blondes of all bands. Four yeah. non blondes. But it doesn't sound terrible. Sorry, I hit the space bar by accident. Doesn't sound terrible. It's all say. good, but their yeah. version of it does not sound terrible. Yeah. But uh, I mean, of all the bands you would have guessed, would you have guessed Four Non Blondes? No. No. <laughs>
I mean, <laughs> you know. And on top of everything else, that key change just to yeah. to get back into it is perfect. All right. I'm assuming yeah. nobody's gonna gonna cheat at this. Let's play. How many times did Van Halen play? I'm the one live. Remember, okay. this is Price is Right rules. We talking including club number. days? No. Uh, well, according to uh, setlist.fm. So they wouldn't so count club days. They wouldn't count probably not. No. Yeah. Ah. Okay. You okay. want to go first, Eric? I, I usually throw to Mark first because he's. You know, yeah. I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first because I'm always pretty off. Well, not always off, but I'll say 350 times. 350. All right. Let's go to Scott Haskins. Scott Haskins. How many times did Van Halen perform? I'm the one. I'm going to go with 53. 53. He's going way low. Scott Everett. Played on the first tour in probably 2007. I'll say 140. 140. All right. Eric Senich. Man, I'm going higher. I'm going to go 400. 400. That's a nice big number. George. It wouldn't be prices right rules if someone didn't do this. 401. 401. <laughs> there we go. Scott Monroe, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your bid? Uh, I'm going to say 150. 150. All right. And Ryan Powell. Gosh, they did this. I mean, they would have done it a good amount, Dave Era. I know they did it with Gary. They did it with, uh, yeah. They did it with Dave in 2007. So, gosh, I'm going to say 350. 350. Uh, Alan uh, in the chat is guessing 238, but we have a winner, and it's actually Scott Monroe. 177 times. 177. Wow. Okay. Seems low. Wow. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does yeah. seem low. Yeah. Uh, first performed so, at the Pasadena High School Gymnasium in May uh, 1974. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. last performance. Show, show your love then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last yeah. performance is 2013 in Osaka, Japan. Right. The thing is, this is a pretty common tempo and, and a pretty common rhythm for them from, from the drums. So I kind of feel like, and this is one of the reasons I voted as low as I did, is because I felt it was an early song. It was probably easily replaced with something that they did within the next album or two. And um, it it would be something that they would probably revisit one day, but I could see them going, all right, we've got another song that's at a similar pace. Let's dump this one and do that one instead. Uh, Reva Flav says, this is it. This is the one. This is totally shocked the 1970s AOR concert crowd. Just imagine attending a music fest and this subliner comes out with this screamer. Yeah. I think it was the second song on the 07 tour. Yeah. After... Right. I know, uh, you know, Mikey takes a lot of shit uh, in Van Halen circles, right? How great is Mikey on this track? Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Be part of the smoking. band. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Um, I, well, I just, I want to encourage people to read, um, go to VHND and that Jazz Obrecht interview that Jazz, uh, who's a super nice guy. And, and these interviews are absolute gems. And uh, he, 
he did he put up one he shares them with us to put up he tries to give us the heads up before he puts them up uh it's the one with michael from 1980 and read the quote from eddie and listen to what mike says about in the studio really interesting so eddie is saying nothing but good things about mike I got I to gotta find the exact quote, but also in the audio, you got to listen to it because, because Mike is uh, talking about how he could do more very easily, but he doesn't because, here it is, it's 1981 interview, because Eddie is, you can't have too much commotion going on at the same time. So he just lays down the beat. In fact, that's what Eddie would ask him to do. So here's the quote from the jazz got from eddie quote mike anthony is a damned good bass player end quote there you go so anybody <laughs> who thinks that ed you know he talks shit about mike i think a lot of it is just whatever the personal reasons were i think that happened a lot when Ed got pissed off at some of the guys in the band then it was like you know they weren't that good you know like he did that with dave too but but he he appreciated Dave's talents too, especially songwriting. Um, but yeah, he he's, he adds when my brother Al and Mike are playing, it's an open world for me. I can do whatever I want. They're right there backing me up, feeding me. So there you go. That's awesome because yeah, I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, but Eddie I think was pretty hurt when uh, Sammy uh, kind of broke away from Van Halen and, and Mike kind of went with him. Yes, with, with, with the wobbles and stuff, right? And he, he was it, really it, kind of hurt by that. He was. It was a no win, and it was a tough spot for Mike to be in too, because he was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. But from Ed's perspective, you know, dude, I got cancer. You know, yeah, it's it's uh, you know, so you could look at it both ways. But you know, Mike was, you know, clocks ticking. You know, he's he's now he's in his fifties. He's reached. You know, he's getting he's getting older. Years are going. He's just like, guys, what the fuck are we doing? You know, and I'm sure there were times when that was well enough to maybe where they could go out. And he, he knew very well how much, you know, the fallout that they had with Sammy over all the whatever the bullshit was. You know, and he chose Sammy. And that was like, <laughs> I wonder what Mike, you know, thinks about that. Does he, I don't want to say he regrets it. I mean, but you know, it was the decision. I'm sure. I'm sure Mike must have just had those those nights where he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna do this." He had to have known. Like once he went with Sammy, that's that's it, done. But at the same time, you know, I mean, if if you got enough money on the line, you want to get the you know the original lineup back. Money could have maybe, you know, uh. Well, got, even, gotten things going, but awesome. Ed wanted to have Mike back at the end. Eddie did tell, um, yeah, I think it was Nuno. Well, I think he went to Nuno's house. He said, "We're getting the we're getting the original four back together for one more ride." Even in those uh, uh, texts that came out in, in Rolling Stone, he said, uh, "For the kitchen sink tour, uh, you know, we'll yes. get Sammy, we'll get yeah, Dave, yeah. we'll get Mikey." Like, uh, which would have been a no brainer. Yeah. So fucking awesome to see, you know, Ed and 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 Mike, you know, hugging and, yeah. You know, and and that's the thing that sucks too is that Mike never had that chance to to get the closure, because you know those guys went through thick and thin together. Man, they played the shitty bars, they played the you know the high schools, like you said, they they went through all that shit together. Those four guys, mm -hmm. you know, 
and and it but hey bands that are together that long stuff like that's going to happen but i still was shocked that sammy had a falling out with those guys they, they were like best friends you know ed and sam were neighbors and um and you know, still just, like a sammy and like sammy said he reached out to al a few times and uh, got nothing back nothing however now with these remasters of the sammy era mm-hmm. what does that mean you know and it's cool to see don landy's name yeah back you know in in in, uh, in not not necessarily the headlines but in the articles he's in there it's like oh wow don landy shit where's he been you know he's yeah. he's a very low-key modest dude he doesn't want the attention templeman's like that too which speaks highly for greg renoff because he trusted greg enough to do that book with him otherwise you know he, he's he's not looking to be like look at me look at me look what i did yeah Hey Eric, what what happens if Mike reaches out to Ed, to Ed before he goes on stage with Sam? Do you think that ever occurred? And Ed said no, or he just did it without Ed even knowing. Uh, wait a minute. So you mean like, are you talking about in when he goes he, out on with on the tour with Sammy and Dave, and he goes out with Sammy? Oh. What is he? What happens if he tells? Ed before he goes out there that he's going to do it. I don't think he did. And Eddie seems to be all about loyalty, but yes. I'm wondering if, if that ever occurred and what Ed's reaction would have been, you know, yeah, there's been no indication one way or the other. I don't think he did. I, I, I think, I think they, that they, they hadn't talked to Mike in, in years and he just, and, and Mike I, was just like, uh, okay. And I think that's what, that's what pissed Ed off. I think if he calls or whatever, then maybe there's a different outcome. I don't know. Right. But Van Halen's always terrible at communication. So there we go. Yeah, they, they are. In fact, Sammy, when he rejoined in 04, it, it was just the most dysfunctional approach. He said, you know, we're just going to pretend it never happened. I'm like, mm, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, like in other words, let's not hash it out. Let's just, let's not say, Hey, yep. you know, I was wrong. You were wrong. Let's, it was none of that shit. None of that shit. Yep. But, but, um, but how did it feel for Mike when, when he, he had to have known that that dad wanted him out? Well, obviously yep. if you read, if you read, uh, Noah Monk's book, I mean, yep. you're literally just like, you know, at the fucking dinner table, just like, why is, what's up with him? How come he's getting a fourth of the money? What's up with that? Royalties. <laughs> you know, and Mike's just like, and then, and then Roth just slams the fucking plate. We went, Corey, that was when you and Mark were on, right? Yeah. We yeah. We talked about that story. And, and, like, and Dave slams the fucking plate down and just looks at him. And Mike just goes like this, just gets up slowly. <laughs> Doesn't say a thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy, right. crazy, crazy. Oh. You're on the road. Well, you know, you guys, the guys are musicians here. No, you're on the road. You're in the studio all the time. Man, it's, it, you know, you get tired of, of the personalities and, 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 oh, and yeah. just shit goes bad after a while. No, you know? Tom says the brothers didn't even want Mike on the 04 tour. Is that right, Derek? No, they didn't. They, and then he had to take a, he had to he had let to go of his, his, yeah. his, uh, was his publishing he had a yeah he was just a hired gun on that tour right he had to give uh yeah all rights to everything yeah yeah and then sammy was like i'm not doing it without him yeah mm-hmm. Man, that and that was up. and that was sad because ed was just a mess you know i remember seeing that tour and we couldn't recognize some of the songs he was playing Jeez. Yeah. wow well I, I had a friend who saw them on a meet and greet uh, in saskatoon and said you know meeting eddie van halen was his dream right he got to meet eddie van halen he was a radio disc jockey at the time and Eddie was so fucking wasted. This is before the show. Yeah. He couldn't yeah. stand 
and he's like, uh, hurry up and take the picture. I got to take a leak. And like, he just yeah. wasn't Smoking with Smoking loon. Yeah. And so uh, Al's like, I'm really loon. sorry for my brother. You know, how can we make yes. it good for you? And all that kind of stuff. Al was always kind of apologetic for mm-hmm. Eddie when he was at his worst. And that wasn't who Ed was, man. Yeah. We've, we've talked about this. Drugs and alcohol, what it can do. Yeah. Yeah, because that but at was this just moment like in Van nicest. Halen history, Eric. Uh, back in Van Halen, one time, uh, that's crime, good. Eddie. Right? Things were good. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, they were all just you know, all for one, one for all, man. They, you know, they, they were they were ready to kick some ass. I'm I'm trying to spin it back to the song we're. Oh yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. We have a minute. You know how I go. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah. All right. Let's go back <laughs> to <laughs> I'm the one. Before we get in the acapella, and I know we talked about Mike, we talked great. about Ed, but holy fuck, Scott Haskin, Alex Van Halen on the drums during that section, right? Yeah. My God. Yeah, this is a great song for a drummer. I mean, shuffle's always fun. Um, I, I like when drummers play it on the kicks like this because uh, you could do it, you could do this on a single kick drum. And you could probably get through a song at this tempo without your foot being too tired, but it just sounds better when you play it on two bass drums because you get the full impact of both hits. Whereas if you do it on one, you're really getting it with the first one and the second one really is more of a secondary hit because you can't hit them both with the same power. So I really like that, like Alex's style on this. And he only got better. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? Rave of Flame says all four band members are totally on point on this tune, and that screaming lead. Yeah, absolutely. Cannot yep. agree and, more. And this song is is so great live, especially when the the Daver, because at this point, you know, when they stop and live, they don't go right into the pop out. You know, this is when Dave does the <laughs> <laughs> you know, and everybody's going fucking nuts. Yeah. For the people listening to this show, you're not gonna know what Eric did, but for the people watching. <laughs> It's a great impersonation of. Uh, <laughs> I don't have. Can we have a? Can we put up a picture of Dave doing that? I'm sure we have it on Google somewhere. I want to put up a picture of Eric doing that. That was yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> or he's gonna Photoshop your face on Dave's body. That's right. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the acapella section here, anybody else have uh, want to chime in on the uh, brilliance of Eddie Van Halen during that section? <laughs> Oh man, the way he wails on the on the higher end because the the first time through with the solo, he he stays lower and kind of just uh, does that, and just the way he develops it this time around, where he gets gets the higher notes and just starts wailing, it's just amazing. Unreal. Yeah, he's on fire on this for sure. And it's such a clean tone too. Oh my gosh, that's another good song, Scott. On fire. Yeah, that's the tone, right? Van Halen <laughs> one. That's yeah, like you know the pinnacle that was episode two for us mark remember we did running with the devil uh first and then on fire it was the first one the wheel ever spun that's right <laughs> so long ago gave us a, a nice bone for the first time and then would later just take it away 
Well, you guys had a run of five David Lee Roth songs right off the bat, or yeah. uh, what was it, three and then one Sammy? No, it was five, right off no, the bat. Yeah, yeah. For a while there, it was like, are we ever going to spin a Sammy? <laughs> we got to Gary like they before say, we got Sammy. Like they say, the wheel giveth and the wheel taketh away. That's exactly what The wheel what has been very does. kind uh, lately, uh, except for maybe, uh, well, uh, tonight's been pretty good, I think. And we got, uh, I'm the one here. Let's finish this sucker off yeah, here. We got 55 seconds left. If you vote this one down, I may kick you off the call. That's I'm the one from Van Halen won the debut album. Oh my god, right? Fantastic. And should we we even uh, have the voter just like, should we all just can we can we all come to the agreement? Unless I mean, unless you just really disliked it, uh, what say you, everyone? We have uh, so many examples of quintessential uh, Van Halen, uh, like what songs represent the band best. Uh, Party Van Halen is often referred to as, uh, you know, best Van Halen. People love it. This is Party Van Halen. This song is absolutely a fantastic representation of who Van Halen uh, was, is, and for some, all that they will be. Um, uh, and I mean, that's really all I have to say about it because this song cooks very rarely. Are you going to hear me say anything negative about anything on Van Halen one? So there's my vote. Uh, Corey, what say you? Well, Tom Armbruster says it sucked. And then he put a just kidding at the end. So, all right, we'll forgive you. Uh, Come on. It's the perfect Van Halen song. It's, it's fucking wonderful. That's all I'm going to say. Ryan Powell, let's go to you. So I have to say, um, my first Van Halen concert was actually with Gary in 98. That was that was wow. the first one I was able to see, which is great because Gary's doing all the back catalog. He's He doesn't have any hangups doing any of it, and he did a great job with it. And they played this, and the crowd went apeshit because it's the first time people are hearing this since, uh, well, since I don't know which tour they, they did oh. last on, Jesus, but maybe the first yeah. one, I don't know. So they went apeshit, and sure. uh, my friend had never seen Van Halen before. And they got to this, they got to the acapella section and the entire audience was singing along in harmony, like, you know, changing, changing pitches with it. And she, she's like, is this a horror movie? Like all of a sudden, like everybody's like synchronized, but it was yeah. amazing. That was probably my favorite memory from that tour. It was, it was amazing. So yeah, That's obviously, great. obviously uh, what dreams are made of. There you go. Uh, Scott Monroe, how about you? Yeah, I just love the speed, uh, just the pure joy lyrically, too. It's just David is having so much fun. Uh, if you love the Dave era, this tune has like primo Davisms going on. Mm-hmm. Um, just great howling. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's 
iconic bookie, and um, it doesn't get any better than this. There you go. Uh, let's go over to George. This song is on Van Halen 1. Every single song on Van Halen 1 is an upvote. It's one of the best rock albums of all time. This song, it cooks. And it separates itself from the rest of the album with that really amazing acapella part and the that's fun. It's really fun. This song rocks. Nothing to criticize about it. So I love it. There you go. Uh, Scott Everett, how about you? It's just the epitome of Van Halen at that time. You know, Dave. Dave's lyrics are on fire, you know, Ed doing Ed things. And then the harmonies at the end are so much damn fun. So just a fantastic song. Rounding out the Scott, Scott Haskin, how about yourself? Well, if there's one thing Van Halen's proven that they can do well, it's a shuffle. I mean, they're, they're so good in this pocket right here. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine hearing one and saying, I'm not happy with it. But it is interesting of all the songs that you guys have covered on Van Halen one, you've done five of them now, and all five of them have been thumbs up for, oh, for both sides. Yeah. You know, yeah, just, just yeah, like George was saying, it's it's a hit all the way. So another great song from this album. Absolute perfection, that entire album. Yeah. Really not right much more right. to say, except uh we've been on the air for two hours. Yeah. We haven't spun the live wheel yet. Uh, I don't know. I I, I kind of got one more in me. What do you think, Mark? If everyone else has one more in them, then I am down. Sure. Now, Corey, I'm, can we before? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Scott. I was just going to say, unfortunately, I have to go. But uh, but Mark, don't let that influence you. I'm not that important. But stay. <laughs> Enjoy. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's always a blast. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Um, Corey, now can you do you have a share screen? Because I have the, the I have the Dave moment where he does the oh from the US Festival where he does the oh how do we do this? Yeah. This is great. <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to hear the audio, but um, you, you could even be able to share screen. All right, well, you guys seeing what I, what I got here? Here, I will stop my share screen. There we go. Okay. And you could probably, Corey, you could find it if you want to do it with the audio. It's like 22 minutes into um, this. But here, you guys see it? Uh, not seeing anything. I don't know. Nothing just, yet. Uh, How do I, no. do I have to click on something then? Yeah, click on share screen. Where is that? Share, con share content up near the top. Top share content. Let's see. Where are we here? Top? I'm looking at, is it under view? No. There's a share screen. There's uh, a on the meeting. Too. There's a start. Oh, share, share. screen. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, okay, cool, 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 cool. Here we go. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> you fucking Dave. <laughs> here we go. That's festival. <laughs> you a rowdy bunch of motherfuckers, ain't ya? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> fucking love it. <laughs> He is so fucking wasted. Yeah. Oh, he's hammered. <laughs> Look God. at all the people here Can you imagine what, what it looks like from his perspective, though? Like, that's why he's oh, like a dumb 300,000. Just like, ah. It's like everything Can you hear the audio? No, I don't think you can no. hear audio. Nah, it's on, that sucks. It <laughs> he's funny, still right? hamming it up. Look at him yeah. hamming it up. You know what? Eric, <laughs> stop, Eric? stop Eric? screen sharing. 
Yeah. Then uh, hit it again, but hit share audio. Share audio. Yes. That, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to be share sound. Oh, cool. We can. All right, here we go. So where's uh, that's going to be? Yeah, next to where it says share screen, there's a uh, look on that. There's a little yeah. arrow. There's a little like arrow on the right side. Use her remote. Hit the input button. Granddad's <laughs> 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 uh, so trying to zoom. <laughs> oh my God! Here we go. Where is it? Where is it? I'm not seeing. That. I'm seeing stop share. You are screen sharing. Okay, stop share first. Yeah, share I got to do that. I got yeah. you. Yeah. All right. And then share Son again, but hit uh, share bitch. audio. Son of a bitch. All right. I see share screen. There we go. Yeah. Hit share screen. Yeah. And, and then, then on the bottom left hand. Oh, screen, yeah. Share, share sound. Screen. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. There you go. Okay. Now we get the full Roth moment here. Let's have a drink right here. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Look at the outfit on Dave. And here we go. <laughs> I've seen this a million times. <laughs> so shy. And he is lit. Oh, he's hammered. Oh my god. Talking about me? <laughs> well, hello, Glen Helen Regional Park. <laughs> Look at all the people here tonight. <laughs> Look at all of you. Oh, man. I got to make an announcement right here. Can, Can you, you hear, hear me out there? Fucking hammered. Hey, man. Don't be squirting water at me. I'm going to fuck your girlfriend, pal. On <laughs> <laughs> our early episodes, that was I our I just want to say. Don't squirt water at me. That as of right now, this <clears> time. <throat> Tonight, more people have been arrested today than the entire weekend last year, man. <laughs> you a rowdy bunch of motherfuckers. I once caught a fish this big. <laughs> Look at that fucking I got Chinese leftovers waiting back in the hotel room. He's not done yet. Oh my god, how long does this go? 
<laughs> the rest of the guys have been like, yeah, that's great. All yeah, right, then. Just like, okay. <laughs> Next song. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest ego in rock history. Oh, bar none. That's saying something. And I love yeah. it. You wouldn't want it any other way. Is he going rock over Axl Rose? Oh, man. Gene Simmons? I mean, that's a good point, yeah. Uh, Legs rock and roll, yeah! Oh, not me. I don't know, though. Dave, Dave, uh, <laughs> Play a polka. <laughs> Play the beer This is the polka. time of the evening when the band oh. gets to have a drink. You're right here. Thank God. They haven't had a drink in a while. <laughs> right here, I say. I think we can wind it down there. Yeah. All right. Right here, I say. <laughs> the way he's talking, it gives me shades uh, of, tell us how you do. <laughs> yeah. Kevin is back. Oh, that's classic. Oh, man. There Never... he is. Kevin, what's your vote on I'm the yeah, Wow, Kevin's back. Hi. Yeah, not to do really. Yeah, I'm so, like, literally, it's just karma, right, oh, sometimes. Man. Like, I'm the one is, <clears throat> what I was going to say, but I, I think that it's probably the single best guitar performance in rock history. And I'll go so far as to say that because it's unbelievable. When you listen to the isolated track, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. No one should be able to play that straight through in one take, which I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think that's stitched together from multiple takes. It's bananas how good that is. Mm. So that's, and I was like, are you kidding me? This one is you, the one you spend when I got to go. This is the one you're like, God damn it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Your daughter is 16 though. Why isn't she driving herself? She doesn't have a license yet. She hasn't taken a test yet. So my God. Oh boy. You know, so a failure the, the, parenting. The, the, the part you missed was <laughs> yeah. a very drunk David Lee Roth at the Us Festival. Yeah. Okay. Right. Us Festival oh, is legendary, man. Oh. Judas Priest played an amazing set at the Us Festival as well. Oh, they yeah. did. I watched that show a lot. Yep. Motley Crue was there, I think, right. that day. What, what year is that? Question. Well, that was 83. 83. Okay. 83. $1.5 million. Oh, yep. Ooh, there you go, Flav says, uh, the best debut album? I think so. My wife tells me it's the Go-Go's first album. Uh, let, let's get the thoughts on the panel. Do the Go-Go's uh, beat Van Halen for a best debut album? I like the Go-Go's, uh, but I can't oh, go there. Man. Yeah, unfortunately. Go-Go's, yeah. But yeah, the Go-Go's, but no. That's a tough one. Can I put Appetite for Destruction in this discussion? Because yeah, that's a that needs to be there. It really yeah. comes down to like Van Halen 1 and Appetite, I think. Uh, yeah. For, right? um, what, the like greatest rock debut album of all time? Oh, yeah. man, that's a tough one. I, I, I say it's the greatest hard rock debut of all time, and I took some shit for it when I wrote the article. But, really? Yeah. Some guy was just like, how can you say that? And I'm like, I don't know. Because I mean, it's Black true. Sabbath is... Yeah. I mean, but what it did for... The next decade, like it or not, influenced no, that's true. everybody. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's that's really tough. I'd have but to say Sabbath's debut. One. Sabbath's debut is, is that's pretty good. I don't know if it's Van Halen one though. Up there. Um Appetite, yeah, obviously. Uh Alan says Boston. They're not really hard rock, but oh, Boston's debut, yeah, Boston's well, pretty fucking good, right? I mean, well, that's a that's a great album. Um, album sales wise, hell yeah. Oh yeah. Broke They're records by sales, yeah. Man, mm-hmm. Hendrix, are you experienced? I was thinking of Hendrix, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's a really tough Led Zeppelin show. one. That's another One's show great. idea, possibly. Hey, there you go. You know, that very first Oingo Boingo record was pretty good. <sighs> Absolutely classic. Raven Flame says the Cars. Cars, yeah. yeah that's, that's, a great great that's like a greatest hits. 
When have you coming off hard rock? Yeah. Like Cindy Lauper's debut album, She's So Unusual, is that was top perfection. Yeah. Top to bottom is fantastic. Yep. Bad company. That's a good one. Now, I wouldn't, the, the two podcasts that I do, I would not put Queen One or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers mm. debut in that right, argument right, right. at all. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, they, they would fall just short, I think. I think you yeah. mentioned this week, Kevin, Queen One's kind of a weird one. Such an unusual album, yeah. It's an yeah. eclectic mix of sort of, well, we've got all these odds and ends, and we don't really know how to put them together, So, but we'll get in the studio between midnight and six o'clock in the morning, and we'll record them all, and we'll see what happens, right? And so it's, it feels like that. It really kind of, you know, yeah, incomplete. Love the album, but it's probably not the best Queen album. No. A majority no. of bands, they take a little bit to find themselves and make their best work. Yeah. So really amazing debut albums. They're hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. They're almost impossible these days, especially. That's kill them all. So Any Metallica fans on the call? Yeah, kill them all. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the only Metallica. I love that's kill them the, all. The, it's the only Metallica album I like. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. But that's just so crazy. That's why that that's Van Halen one is just mind blowing. It's like Yeah. Wait a minute, you guys have never recorded before. This is the first time, <laughs> but that's you know playing in the clubs. Yeah, you know what? Uh, some of those back hey, there, dudes, for sure. Here's one for you. Alan like says, "Out games. of Hard Rock, Bare Naked Ladies' debut is excellent." Anyway, gang, let's move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, here's one: Rage Against the Machine debut album. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. now we're talking. There we go. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that's one. A good one. Yeah. I, I'm going to give Alan some. I'm Canadian. Uh, I like Brian Wilson. I like uh, Yoko. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. If I had a million dollars, sure, why not? The Doors. Right, the Doors debut is not hard rock, but the Doors debut is pretty yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, moving on. Uh, moving on. Anyway, gang. <laughs> all right. So uh, while you were gone, Kevin, we talked about "I'm the One." Obviously, we all voted it down. We all hated that song. I'm yeah, we, we loved it. Uh, but we thought, you know, we haven't. I, I spent all the time to make a live wheel. Why don't we just spend one more time and talk about a live track? You guys down for that? I mean, yeah, hell yeah. Did you add I'm a little clicking sound, do, Corey? But- yeah. What's that? All right, Ryan. Oh, Take sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drop off before you guys do it. But yeah, have fun with the live one. I'm nice. looking forward to it. All right. Nice thanks, Ryan. Out, dude. Thanks nice for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, Corey. It sounded it sounded like you add a nice little effect. The the latest episode, like a little clicking sound, like the, like the wheel is clicking. Maybe that, it's always just... been there, has it? Not? Oh, oh, it's, it's always, always been, been there. there? Yeah. It's always there. Anyway, gang, let's. <laughs> you should fucking pay attention. All right, Eric said it, everyone. That's that's the old Don Rickles. Anyway, gang. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is the live wheel. We got two hundred and fifty <laughs> songs on this motherfucker. Nice. Uh, How many is... different performances? Well, live now. Yeah. We talk like official live exactly. releases, bootlegs. Nope. What we're, is this? we're talking bootlegs. We're, I, I tried to grab. I kind of. I kind of went. Uh, I I put a, a post on Twitter. I said, what are the best Van Halen performances? And I said, mm. Live Without a Net and uh, Us Festival were guaranteed. And a lot of people gave me shit for Us Festival because Dave was drunk. Yeah, but I know, but it's, it's very noteworthy, it's so the Us Festival, uh, right? And there's some good shit on Us yeah, Festival. Yeah, so uh, I, I suggest getting drunk with that exactly. Us Festival. Yeah, and I'm very <laughs> close to getting there. Many times. So. Yeah. so we 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 got the two official live albums, uh, live right here, right now, and uh, Tokyo Dome. Uh, plus, Tokyo I tried to, yeah, I grabbed different eras. I got one from the Fair Warning Tour. I got one from 78, and I got one from 84 uh, for Dave. I, Sammy, we got uh, OU812. Uh, we got a balance uh, show on there, and we got oh, a couple cool. of Gary's as well. So that All right. is what is on uh, the live wheel here. So if you boys are ready, we'll, we'll yeah. split this fucker. We'll see what we get. Yeah. All yeah. right, here we go. Here we go. Run, 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 run. 
and we are going to come up to you really got me from the hollywood bowl 2015 oh wow okay. no way yes yeah. wow this is one of like van halen's last ever live shows yeah, yeah. wow october what 2015 more van halen one yes october right. 2015 talk amongst yourselves i gotta try and keep this right up all right, October twenty. Well, we talked about uh, written by one of the greatest songwriters in rock and roll history. Oh yeah, by the way, mm. was it written by Ray and Dave? Or I just think Dave? just I think just Ray. I think it was just Ray. Okay. So, for people who don't know about the Kinks, what do we need to listen to by the Kinks? Oh man, yeah. Um, Something else by the Kinks. That's that's I would go because Waterloo Sunset closes that album, and Waterloo that's probably Sunset. the best pop song yes. ever written. I was going to say, I know um, Kevin's a big fan of Waterloo Sunset. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah, so good. Yeah. And then again, um, Lola versus Waterloo Sunset. Oh, great song. Def Leppard covered that. Yes, they did. I don't know if y'all are Leppard Love fans. Def Leppard. I am. Love Huge Def Leppard. Def Leppard fan. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they do Joe a great Elliott. cover. Great cover of Waterloo Sunset. Yeah, percent Um. Yeah, Kevin, you're, you're so you're a big Kings fan. That's right. Yeah, oh, huge. Yeah, especially like up to like there's they had a run where it was Arthur, Lola, and then Percy, and it was this kind of it was Ray Davis's homage to the idea of England, not actually what England really was, but this idea, this thing that British people tend to think of, you know, and it was a throwback to colonialism, emperorism, but having a, a sardonic, sar- satirical take on it of saying, well, actually, it's all bullshit. Um, so it, it's those three albums. That three album run is phenomenal. It's absolutely right. phenomenal. it's it's concept album writing to perfection. So good. Some of their later stuff though, I love too. Like I love around the dial, dude. You know, the, uh, I mean, around they, the dial. Yeah, yeah. They're another one of those bands that didn't really get out of the seventies very well, just because you know there was other bands going on and, and things changed. And Ray Davis was notoriously a bit of a dick and yeah. wouldn't yield on anything. Like the record company said, "Well, can you put a hit on the album?" No. No, I'm going to write this 18-minute... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, So they just kind of fell away, but he stuck to his guns and stayed true to what he was writing. So, yeah, I'm in love. You know what's cool, though? The, the early MTV days, Come Dancing. That oh, was it. That was a hit. Well, and you know, he wrote... That was about his... Because his sister died when she was, I don't know, like, I think 21, 22 or something. So that was his love letter back to his sister. Oh, wow. About I didn't know that. how they grew up. And there's a lot of English references in that that North Americans might not kind of, you know, like the Pally. You know that that so the the pally is the it's crystal palace is what he's talking about so yeah. palace gets shot shot into pally and it's it's a sort of a the pally was always the dance hall in every small town or every borough of london so there's lots of like these little references that come back but That's what cool. i love about come dancing is that little spoken word interval in the middle yes you know oh yeah then i, then I saw them in the moonlight yes by the garden gate it's <laughs> yeah. so good you know yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's definitely early that's the uh that was when this, those bands were crossing over into mdv and some of them were hanging on mm-hmm. some of them were like nah, i'm not doing videos but yeah um uh jukebox music is good uh uh superman uh catch me now i'm falling is another one right yeah um better things do you remember but that I, one? Oh, don't forget to dance i love I, but i always that's exciting. that's the later stuff though that's so living I on a thin up, line i grew up with my parents music and it was all the Kinks, Sabbath, Deep Purple, you know, the Kinks, the Queen, the Beat, like it was all that kind of era, the 60s to the 76, 78, 77, 78 was when I was a young kid with these massive headphones on, sitting in front of my granddad, my dad's record player and just absorbing all this, it all sinking in. So yeah. rock and roll just, it's that thing of when you hear you really got me, it's like, fuck, this isn't my granddad's music. This I is know. for me. Yeah. This is immediate and it's urgent and it just grabs me by the balls. And I love it, you know? And so oh, yeah. 
like I said on the Twitter thing, Van Halen, I don't love Van Halen's covers usually, but when they cover the Kinks, they get it. You can tell yeah. they're fans. They they love the Kinks and they do them properly. You know what I mean? They, they honor the song. So, yeah. They played like, they, they got that K-Tel Kinks best of or something, mm-hmm. like 30 of their songs. 30 songs, yeah. Days. And didn't they learn all of them or something? Or they learned like oh, 20 yeah. of them or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's why they were able to, you know, wherever the good, where have all the good times gone? They just yeah. pull out, you know, that one. But um, and, then, and then you really got me. Did so well that Dave Davies was talking about how after a show in the late '70s, somebody comes up to him and says, "You guys did a great cover of Van Halen's." Got me. Wrong thing to say to Dave Davies. <laughs> right. He's like, uh, okay, thanks. Yeah, he wasn't a fan of Eddie of what Eddie did with it. As they were prickly characters, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Oasis can only dream of being the Davis brothers in terms of right. contentiousness. And yeah, I mean, they just didn't like each other. Yeah, but, yeah. but they're talking again now, right? They've got some uh, some stuff yeah. brothers for their fiftieth, right? Yeah, man, they yeah. better. Yeah, I mean, it's time's we'll running out, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, hmm. we see. We listen to a little bit of. You really got me from Van Halen's last ever show from the Hollywood Bowl. Okay, it's definitely the last ever, because I was trying to recall the ones on YouTube are like the last. They played two shows there. Really? This is the last show they ever played live? Was it October 15? Oh, wow. Or what was the date? October 4th, 2015. I'm sorry, yeah, October 4, 2015. Yeah. Okay. It's billed as the last ever show by Van Halen. Yeah. Wow. All right, let's check it out. So this is my problem with David Lee Roth sometimes. <laughs> it's just, that's, that's awful. I mean, it, it's think? amazing yeah, to I... me. I, like, I get it. There's a difference between us listening to this now in isolation as a piece of music and being in the room. That's, that's because performatively you can get it across. It's always, it always sounds different, but good God. I mean, it doesn't even hit the first fucking line. It doesn't get the first line right. Yeah, so he, straight well, away he's, you're like, oh, oh. He's singing higher up. And um, yeah, it, it, there were there are worse moments. I mean, that's why right. when I'm listening to this, I'm like, no, nah, I mean, it's cool, you know. But yeah, he he always he always added that. Don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. Like yeah. he always added that. You know, he he's just doing different stuff. He sang it differently than the original. And Which is, and again, that's higher. fine. But like, like Kevin pointed out, he's singing higher than he did on the album. Like he is, that yeah. that whole era. Uh, and, and and the question is why? Yeah, why? Yeah, the question is why? Why, why even push your vocals? Even just, just chill, man. Do it like it really. You know, yeah, originally. That's me over here going like, but why though? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Why did you choose to take it into that direction? Because yeah, he's almost he's almost not even singing in like the right key. I mean, he is, but it almost feels like he's not. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He, On the 07 tour, everybody thought he sounded great, and then right. and then the 2012 tour, he really like started going into the your filthy little mouth era type of thing and and scott you may yeah 
you know, it's got ever you do you, are you familiar with the, your filthy little mouth era right like what Dave was yeah. saying? Well yeah. what's yeah. he doing? It's like a yeah, speech. I saw in two thousand seven he was on point. You could tell he put in the work before that tour and I mean he was that was as good as they've ever sounded live. And I've seen him every year since eighty four. Right. Um, oh, wow. but, really? Yeah, every year. Wow. So every year that time they came through a city i was in i saw him um in 2007 he was phenomenal but 2012 2015 just you were going to see the band you weren't going to see dave and you know it's really bad you're it's really bad if you're just listening if you're there to see him and move around all that adds a little bit to it but yeah it's not great not great don't know why don't don't know why he because in the 07 tour he's singing in the in that range again and he was from 99 right up until 07 all of the shows he was playing live it was like he was just getting ready so he was like he was getting his voice back all that time because they tried to reunite in 99 again and i think he was getting ready so all of a sudden on his tours you're hearing a ton of old old school vh stuff less of his solo stuff and it was like he was perfecting it and then I just I don't I don't agree with the the lazy um, comment. I've heard that like he's just lazy. I I never I never see Dave as lazy. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't I don't know. But I I just don't know. I'm thinking in his mind this is what he wanted to do, and he thinks maybe it it works. I I just nobody seems to really know why he chose There's to t- <clears throat> go higher up. You know. Well, you don't you don't always There's get it t- right in performance either, right? Sometimes you just you just get it wrong sometimes, and if it's captured on record. Oh, that's yeah. that snapshot that lives on, and right. it's not necessarily the way he did it on every gig on that tour. So I'm giving a little bit of slack there, but this but is we we almost chose "Women in Love" from Tokyo Dome, which is that one of the mo- few moments on the the Tokyo Dome album where he's he sounds great. You know, he's he's in his range. The best song, best song on that tour was "Women in Love" throughout right. the entire tour. Right. So yeah, he's not pushing it. I want I wanted to ask George though, when because I was watching when when he started singing, you went. <laughs> it was yeah. agony <laughs> Kevin you were not sugarcoating it when you said he sounded awful and yeah. I'm not disagreeing over here yeah. this is just he's not awful. moving around nearly as much as he did when he was younger too so you would think he could really focus yeah. more on it but he um this is but all that's so, not to take away from the fact that of 24. Oh, sorry. I was going <laughs> to take away though, not to take away from the fact that musically Jesus Christ! They come out of the gate yes. hard. Oh, so yeah. good. Oh, and, and it's amazing. And 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 from where Ed was in 04, even even if he were to go out there in 05 or six, to where he even 07, he sounded great. But he, he was back on his game like 100 percent in 2015. So if 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 anything you take out of that is like he ended on a high note. You know, and Wolf was, was and Wolf was great on this. If you listen to him on the background, we yeah. all know how good Wolf is now after hearing Mammoth. But yeah. he was great on this entire tour. So, so good they did. They thought it was fake, right? Remember? Yeah. They, oh, they yeah. Saying, oh, it's piped in. No way. <clears throat> oh, really? And he had to deal with that. He's 16 years old or however old. Yeah. Oh, people were bashing him left and right on on these Van Halen fan sites. You know, just that, fucking that, laying just, into him. Just, just think about that. Think about that for a second, though. It, Sixteen years old, seventeen years old, <clears throat> and you're getting up on stage with okay, he's your dad, but it's still a Van Halen show, and you've still got this rabid fan base. Like the the confidence and the ability that that takes 
Oh yeah, he was astounding. Like, like that's just he was just cool, chill. Like, yep, here we go. I'm here. You know. Yeah. Although internally it it, it affected him because he's talked about it. he's been he's taking medication. He's got you know yeah. goes through a rough period. It's not easy. So I think he's one of those on the outside looks like everything's cool, but on the inside, you know, I mean, it, he didn't. It wasn't his choice to 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 be there instead of Mike. Yeah, for sure. You know, but he did. He went up there and did his did his thing. You know, but think about that. The, 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 well, it kind of was. It kind of was his choice, though, because he's the one that said, "Dad, let let's go tour or let's call Dave." And he, you're right. Sure you think about it, we, we would not have had that right. album if it wasn't yeah. for Wolfie. He made I mean, the call. The, yeah, 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 yeah. He made the call to Dave. Left a voicemail on his message. Hey, Dave, it's it's Wolfgang. I'm here jamming with uh, with my dad. You want to come over? <laughs> and Dave calls his dad and he's like, "Did your son just call me? He wants to come over and jam." And Ed's like, I don't know, man. Talk to him. <laughs> what the fuck are you calling me did. for? <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Oh, you're right. You're right. You got a different I mean, yeah. kind of truth. Yeah. He, he, you know, yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Wolf had to have known what he was getting himself into when he, when he did that. Cause you know, the fan, the fans were, uh, I mean, I'm sure he knew he was online at that point reading yeah. some of the comments. Yeah. And still getting it like today. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck those yeah. people. You know, exactly. seriously. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I get to see wolfie in august 2024 i cool because he's opening for metallica and uh i've seen metallica i'm like yeah you know i'll but be, the fact that mammoth is opening i'm like yeah 100 i don't care i'm taking my kids we're plunking down 500 cool. bucks. we're going to see mammoth because uh, yep phenomenal shit <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Dave's outfit for all of us on the call. You kind of see he's wearing a, a sequin jacket. Well, I can't uh, see it. We can't, we can't, see, we can't see it. No, no. come you're on. The, you're on yeah. Have you got multiple monitors? Are you sharing multiple monitors or? I'm, I'm screen sharing uh, this. Screen. But, uh, which do you have multiple monitors set up? Because yeah. you might be sharing the wrong. Is he rocking the Liberace outfit? <laughs> but what if I do this? Now do you see it? Oh hey, yeah! There we go. Uh, the oh, sailor's cap. Oh yeah, god! The, sailor, the naval sailor's cap. He's wearing looks like a lay and, and a sequin jacket. <laughs> What's Eddie playing there? What uh, guitar is that? Every, uh, uh, what guitar? Oh, that's his. Oh, that's his EVH Wolfgang. Oh, okay, yeah, I can't, okay, yeah. yeah. That's the Wolfgang. It's so funny because, like Eddie, you know, back in the day, Eddie was just—he was the epitome of rock and roll cool. And now he kind of looks like a geography teacher who's just wandered into the wrong gig. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, which which drove cool. Dave nuts. That. I'm sure that drove Dave nuts. But it was like I got to take it or leave it because he he wanted everybody to dress like like him. You know, he wanted. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Come on, Ed, wear the sailor's cap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The admiral, you guys got to be like the the, the captain. But this is finally Ed. Ed finally got the guitar that was just like. He's like, okay, finally, I got it. So you know, just, just tweaking, and and he had some, he had a great team with him that was just, you know, working with him. And okay, you know, what do you think of this? No, try it again, take it back. Boom, you know, like those guys yeah. were working constantly to, to find that, you know, just something that was comfortable for him. Well, those, anyone you know, on the call see see Van Halen in 2015? What was the show like, Scott? Everett, you must have seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him. They they were great. I think it's a, it, this is kind of what it was the entire show. The band was tremendous the whole time. Ed was on fire. You know, Wolf, Al, all sounded great. And that's why you guys were there. And then you kind of just blew past Dave singing. It kind of was painful. <laughs> 
unfortunately, and I yeah. love Dave and I, I love both eras. I love all the eras, even the Gary era, but you know, you just kind of blew past the Dave vocals. Everybody was singing along so loud. Nobody could yeah. hear Dave anyways. So it, it was a good time. It was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them that summer in 2015 um, and they opened with light up the sky, which just, you know, brought oh, the house wow. down. Wow. Yeah. yeah they opened yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw him in Hartford, Connecticut. And when Ed did his solo, I just, um, I just remember standing there just thinking this dude has just bring, brought me so many memories, you know, and just watching him. And it's like, there he is. And, and he, and, and he, he just, it was kind of like, you know, what's next, man. They're, they're, they're rocking. They're still going, you know, but with Dave, it was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like, and I was kind of pissing me off cause I love Dave and, you know, my friend was like, this show was great, but Dave sucked. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear, you know, cause I'm such a Dave <laughs> fan, you know, yeah. but it, it was what it was. And, yeah. But it, yeah, it was like Eddie was like, he's he's good, man. He's he's hundred percent. Looked healthy, happy. You know, it was, it, it, it was. It's still just like it just sucks. You know, it's like it, it's you're not going to get another new album. You're not going to get any new music. Yeah. No more tours, and it's just um, you know, if we only knew, man, watching him on that tour. And, and and by the way, Alex, of course, always kicking ass. <laughs> he was always great. Oh yeah. Make- terrible, terrible rock drummer. Very, you know, massively <laughs> overrated. You know, yeah. if you listen to rock critics, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he's middle of the pack. He's, you know, he's adequate. Nah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. You hear you hear Wolfie in there jamming. Oh yeah. Is this this the show Dave's about to say he it's almost like he says goodbye. I'm not sure if it's right here, but it seems I think this might be the point where right, yeah. Oh yeah. Um in the break in the in the breakdown, I think this is where he says he's spent a lot of summers, but nothing's been better than working with Ed. This could be it. Yes, yeah, that's this could be it. Yeah. Some of the best moments of my life have been with you. Yeah, yep. he hugs them. Well, I mean, getting yep. getting getting carried for that many years by someone who's <laughs> that good. I was just what I was going to say was I always go back to when I listen to Eddie play those types of solos and he cuts in and he's it's his timing. It's just a mark. I, I'll throw mm. to you about this maybe. It's it's the way he just it's so it's so technically precise. It's again, it's that effortless like, well, I'll just shred and I'll do this thing. And he's played it a million times. I get that. And he's vamping a little bit, but he's just so good at finding exactly the in and the out on every single phrase and every part that he plays. It's just mind blowing how good he is. And at this age, too, like I said, the geography teacher turns out can play a little bit of guitar, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, you're, you were watching a guy who was 65 or no, how old was he at the time? 60. 
60 and you're, 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 you're watching you're watching you know like it's as if Jimi hendrix yeah you know will live till i mean you're watching somebody who is never going to come along again nobody ever been like him before or since and no. it's like you know some of the you know people that have never got a chance to see this band or him live i feel bad for you because i mean yeah. you're never going to see this again you're going to watch it on youtube which is great but this is you know you'll you this this guy was what, and that, probably another million years before we'll get another one like him. Well, I, so I saw him in Saskatoon in 2004. I got a free ticket from a friend of mine whose dad <laughs> got tickets for every show, whatever. And so I got, do you want to go see Van Halen live? Fucking, yeah, I do. And they open with Jump, which straight away you think, well, that's a bit cocky, you know, because that's everyone else, every other band, that's their closer. Well, that was 04 then, Sammy. Yeah. Oh, four, yeah, but it was, yeah, it was being in that room was kind of like it was, it was my version of being in church. It was my version of sort yeah. of that spiritual thing of holy shit! I can't believe that this thing here right now is happening in front of me. It was amazing, yeah. absolutely oh, it's amazing, unreal. It, it, Eddie's the one. There was there was somebody who was making a comment to me the other day when one of the interviews I did, and he mentioned um, guitarist um, oh Andrew Wild. He was he he had, has a great book that he just did on um, the Allman Brothers. So he was talking about Derek Trucks. Yeah. And he was talking about guitarists who play above the neck and below the neck. So in other words, below, you know, above the neck is technical stuff, what you learn, yeah. what you know, how you're wired. Below the neck is just playing with feel and emotion and touch. And to me, Ed's one of the rare. He's both. 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 He's playing. I mean, you're hearing all this technical stuff, but it's not like textbook like straight yeah. off like somebody just played a thousand hours to memorize it and get it down he, he's adding in all these nuances and these things that are just coming out of him like it's like he's not even you know you watch those old the footage there were like you know even even up to then the look on his face is just like holy fuck what did i just do and he would say that you know like he would do something like i don't know and then he would try to do it again and he couldn't yeah yeah i mean it, it, it's it's insane it's like where does that you know, where's it and a lot of it, a lot of that, you know, like the fair warning album, that, that ang that angst and stuff, a lot of it comes from where he was from, you know, coming to the country, couldn't speak the language, really yeah. shy, you know, just, um, kind of, kind of goofy looking, goofy you looking, know? insecure, yeah. you know, um, just pain, painful, like, you know, Noel Monk said when they went to the UK, He's, a, he's crawled up in a fetal position in his room. I just, he said, I just want to go home and play, play my, my, uh, you yeah. know, just, just whatever, just fuck off and play jazz and have some fun and play, or not jazz, but, you know, I just want to play my music. I don't want to do this. I just want to go home, you know, and that, so all that stuff is coming out in the music, you know, then it's just that fucking rage, you know, it's just, you could yeah. feel it. You could just feel it and you could feel it. And I mean, and then he played constantly like Al was out partying a few times here and there. I mean, Al was serious about his drums, but Ed was like home every weekend. You know, yeah. at, his, at his age, other other dudes were out trying to get laid. <laughs> yeah. like, and he's at home in his bedroom. Just Yeah, but th that's what separates these guys though, right? It's the same yeah. in sports. It was, it's, that's what separates uh, me. It's that bloody-minded, nothing else matters. That's the only thing I'm going to do, you know? Yes. It, at the cost of a personal life and a relationship complete and everything else. Complete commitment to it. Right, so. Complete to the point where like he probably didn't even think about like as much as he hated being a, 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 a rock star and being famous. It wasn't even on his mind at that time. He's just like, I just want to do this. You know, I just yeah. want to do this. But it, it, it took Dave, you know, I mean, I know you took like, like in the end. Yeah. I mean, like Ed's quote unquote carrying Dave, but it, it took, Dave was the, I mean, in the beginning, 
you know, Dave was the one who he brought brought them out, brought Eddie out into the you know in front of right. people and and got him. You know, I mean, and and Dave's his skills in the in the, in the day back in the day. I mean, there was fucking nobody who could do what Dave did. So the two of them together, it would be like. Yeah, I mean, he Dave's like that, too, to me, you know, he's like, you know, there'll be, there'll be never another one like him. I mean, you know, I mean, yes, in his in these later years, he's, you know, you see, you see, he's not at, at the level as he was, but shit, man, those, those early days, holy shit, the stuff he did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, nobody did that stuff. So I, just, I want to yeah. ask a quick, a quick question. Maybe this is to all the guys who listen to metal, because I really don't. And George, I was going to throw this to you, but I'll up to everyone. So you're talking about that sort of technical playing versus playing with feel. And when you get those guys who can do both, that's what that's, I think that's maybe has always been my disconnect with a band like Metallica or some of these bands where I, I don't get the, the swing, the, the role in the rock and roll, right? Like rock, hard rock is, and then you've got metals, not rock and roll. It's, 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 it's different. And that's where it sort of loses me a little bit. So here's a question for you. Could Eddie Van Halen, have played, could he have fronted Judas Priest's lead guitarist? Could he front have fronted, like, did he have those chops where he could have abandoned the bluesy stuff and just focused on that speed, technical, thrashy kind of stuff? Like, is that, like, what does he sit in that kind of pantheon of, of guitar players? If he wanted to do it, then I'm sure he could have. But, you know, he was, Eddie was unique. And I yeah. think that the music he made was just perfect for him. And, I I think he could have played the music of other bands. He has that technical skill, but what he actually ended up doing in Van Halen was perfect for him specifically. Yeah. And he always said, I'll yeah. never play with anybody but Al. Yeah. And didn't. I didn't. Mark, way back when, uh, Kevin was asking you about uh, timing with Eddie Van Halen. You want to comment on that? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. That is timing. Yeah. yeah, man, he's so precise. Like it's I mean, just yeah, metronomic. Like I think I was th sitting here thinking about it honestly when you, you were talking about it, and uh, I just I don't know what else to say to it other than uh, he, it's it's a lost practice these days of having a good sense. I mean, unless you're a drummer, but for a guitar player, let's put it that way. For a guitar player, especially, it's kind of a lost practice to have like a good sense of rhythmic timing in your brain i mean and yeah. of course in the studio is different because your a good producer is going to put the metronome right there in front of you and it's just like okay follow that and like do not deviate yeah. so but uh i mean but in order to like really get it down packed you got to have some sort of a, a a feel of rhythm in your you know in your system you just you just kind of have to have the mind for it or the discipline and uh it's i think it's a lost art these days i don't think a lot of guys have the uh patience or wherewithal um the non-drummers i'm talking about uh have it in the sense of rhythm so eddie in that regard certainly amongst all of them stands apart and i don't think you can actually learn that i think you can refine it and yeah, you can perfect exactly. but i don't think you can learn timing you've got meter or you don't have it it's just one of those things that Man, good musicians, like you get those those drummers who, you know, you put the click on and they start playing and you take the click out and then bring it in a minute later and they're just dead on. You've got that or you don't, right? Like your Jim Keltners yes. and your Greg Bissonettes and all those guys, they're just, or Kenny Aronoff, they're just different. They're built different, they're wired different. And Eddie's in that bracket where he's just, he just never loses the, he never loses the lead. Like it's just insane how good he is. 
Yeah. Sorry, anyway. But I'm, by I'm, the way, I'm, Kenny Aronoff, did you know, played in Jefferson Airplane Reunion in 89? Really? Kenny Aronoff, yeah. He wow. played cool. on everything except about Everywhere. three songs in musical history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he still He's, with uh, John Fogarty? I don't think so. I have to look it up. He, Mellencamp just put out a new album, but it's very... Um, he hasn't been with Mellencamp in a while. I know last song yeah, yeah. was with uh, John Fogarty. Yeah, because Mellencamp is more like Americana now. I don't think he... I think he's shifted into a different sound, so I don't think Aronoff's there, but maybe. Talk about one of the best drummers. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let, let, let's see what uh, Dave's got to say here during this uh, interlude here. I'm Van Halen's uh, last show ever. Hollywood Bowl, August 4th, 2050. You got the special show tonight. Nice. I've seen a Van Halen solo before. You got the good one tonight, homie. Love that swell that Eddie did back then. Either guitar swell, he was mm -hmm. doing that on jump too. I want you to roll it back, Corey, like about ten seconds. I'm sure that just before that happens, Dave goes over the drum riser. I think he's checking DMs or Instagram or something because he's <laughs> he was doing something. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Or what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I saw no, you know what? in his very last concert ever in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, and he would go to the drum riser every second song and pop pills just, oh, just to kind of keep man. himself going. Oh and my he God. still yeah, only, it's... he played just over an hour. Like, yeah, he, he, he was didn't do struggling. Any, he didn't do uh, I Would Do Anything for Love or anything that like vocally challenged him. Uh, but he would constantly run to the drum riser and pop pills. And unfortunately, that was his last ever full concert. Wow, that sucks, man. That That's last crazy. album he put out, I was like, oh, I, I mean, I it was so sad. His voice was yeah. so thin. Um, but yeah, I think what Dave's looking for, he that's his, that's his, uh, I think he's getting his baton ready for jump. Okay. I think okay. that's what that is. The infamous baton, Mark. Remember on the Jimmy Kimmel show where he would spin the baton and <laughs> yeah, yeah. cracked his nose? Cracked his nose. All right, let's finish oh, this the one fun off. The best video. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I don't think we need to vote on that one. Musically, nah. it's amazing. Vocally, eh, it's you know, train wreck. I mean, yeah, fucking train wreck. Yeah, it, it is what it is. But uh, then we get the love boat look from Dave with a oh Hawaiian. my god. Well, and you know that sailor hat that reminds me. Uh, did you see in the the nineteen nineties on Saturday Night Live? Uh, 
Chris Kattan. He did a David Lee Roth impression. <laughs> did he? Uh, no it was, way. It, it really? Was, it was, uh, it was uh, pa- Pamela Anderson was the guest. Yes. Uh, it was the Goat Boy show. Yes. Chris Kattan yeah. comes out. He's dressed like a sailor. He did. And he oh, had so the sailor hat. All, that's right that's the outfit yeah oh man oh no way i'm gonna send you that in chat you gotta show this Corey. this is awesome i gotta look for it yeah (laughs) (laughs) like yeah chris Catan, goat boy yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's amazing goat boy Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank you for your testimony, Mr. Uh, Lee Raw. This is something different, actually. <laughs> I've never seen that one. That's, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's not the one I was thinking of, but yeah, that's the same. No, yeah, that's like the, yeah, the goat yeah. boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. <sighs> what happened to David? <laughs> That's the great one that surprises the fan. Oh, right. Yeah. We got to play a little bit. Which room had the Van Halen sound? <laughs> right here? Yes. Yeah. Look at him. Get the fuck out of here. It, it, looks, yes, we know. looks like a fucking a golf caddy. Neighbor. <laughs> they had no idea who he was. Well, I mean, look at him. We heard some Van Halen here, and my name's David Lee Roth, and I'm right across the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, right. We're on our way to EDC, but the fellas here were coming down the hallway, and they said, shit, we heard some Van Halen, and I said, no, shit. So uh, we're your neighbors, guys. We're off to EDC. We're doing shit. And uh, we heard uh, one of the fellas said, I heard some Van Halen shit through the doorway. So I am Van Halen. We'll be here still. Outstanding. (laughs) Fellas, my pleasure. Have a great night. Enjoy the Vegas state. Small, tiny world. Apologize now. No, don't. (laughs) Well, that wasn't awkward. Yeah, they didn't know who he was. He says, says, I am Van Halen. I am Van Van Halen. I can think of at least one guy whose initials are S.H., who might disagree with that? <laughs> At least one. At least yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they totally knew who so I was. Did you funny, see that? Right? It's that thing though, like that song was definitely just not to worry at all. Thank you guys. Of course. Yeah? Small world, of course. Don't worry about noise, smoke, off-color humor. Oh god. Man, you know when you, when you go to sort of like you do your family reunion thing or you for Christmas and there's always your one relative, your old relative, you're like, oh, just don't fucking say anything. Uh, yeah, way. but it's if you go back, vibe to it, you know. <laughs> but like right up in the, if you go to any of the those up on the right there from back in the day, you just see how cool he was. Like so, he was yeah. just chill, cool, you know, just total rock and roll. Like something. Yeah. Like the, the less attention he gets. The more wired he gets, the more attention he gets, the cooler he can become. He's like, yeah. it's like he needs that. You know, he wants the more people he's in front of, he's the more at home he is. Yeah, that, that it, 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 right up until a little late enough, 91, it was that way. And then all of a sudden in 94, 
look changed his whole right was that drugs eric was he did he get sort of waylaid or i don't i don't know i mean i just you know because that, back... that erratic behavior right you kind of that's a yeah i mean it's peter could green be. from fleetwood mac or sid barrett from pink floyd they just could fuck their brains yeah. and I just, it was just a, it was just a hard time for, 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 for him. And a lot of those artists that, that, you know, I mean, he went from literally 80, you know, 1984, he's playing, you know, 83, 84, playing in front of 300,000 people to 1994, 95. When I saw him playing in front of fucking 2000 people. Yeah. You know, I mean, what is it, you know, how does that affect you? But, you know, it's interesting, your filthy little mouth now that I think about that. And I look at it in like two ways now where I always just looked at it as him just, you know, because there was all different styles on that album. There's jazz, there's um, even like hip hop type. How of much stuff. of that is him though? Musically, how much of that is him? Because he's album, a lyricist. Um, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he had input in the, in the, in the overall construction of songs, but, but okay. the other guys like Terry Kilgore were, you know, were writing, you know, coming up with the, the structure of the song. Right. But at the same time, I, you know, Dave was, it was him and, um, uh, the producer was the guy from uh, Chic. Okay, Niles Rogers. Niles Rogers, and so so you're hearing. Um, there was monster. she's my machine was the straight ahead rocker for rock radio, but then there was like um, you know hardcore like blues stuff and jazz and country and reggae, and and at the time I remember thinking like, well, he's just trying to find something that sticks, so where he so he knows which direction to go in next because he was like. You know, grunge is here. Forget it. I'm just going to see yeah. what I can do next. Or because Eddie made a comment to Dave on the street when he ran into him, they ran into each other in New York City, and Ed was with Val, and that was the story that Dave tells when he where he runs into both of them. He says, uh, uh, "Ed, how you doing?" And, and Val answers for him, "He's fine." <laughs> <laughs> but but Ed said to him, "You know, I'm I'm jealous, man. You get to do what you want to do." You know, you get to just make the music you want to make. I got to kind of like stick to the expected Van Halen sound. When I, when I read that quote from from Ed, I thought, well, so maybe was Dave just like having just fucking off, like being an artist, having fun? You know, did he have enough money in the bank to where he was like, fuck, I, I don't know. I look at it like now differently. There's some good moments on that was like his Van Halen three. It's like yeah, a lot of people just think it sucks, but there's some good stuff on there. Mm -hmm. There's some cringeworthy stuff, but there's some good stuff on there. Mark, there's some stuff on Van Halen 3, right? Yeah, you should you should never criticize an artist for trying to push themselves and you know push the boundaries and everything. It just doesn't always work. And I think no, as fans, we have it's we, a huge dud. Yeah, and so we have the right as fans to say, yeah, that's not for me. Like Foo Fighters' last two albums, fuck, I could care less about them. They just they don't they don't right. hit for me, right? But I still love the fact that he's gone with the pop producer and everything. So those choice, those artistic choices, it, it, they just. You know, it's Eddie Van Halen. Like, I'm not going to sit back and say, well, am I going to do any better? Or Dave Lee Roth, I'm yeah. going to do everything that. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I no. always I always say, like, you guys were talking about Lulu on the last episode, Metallica's Lulu, right, with Lou Reed. Yep. Yep. It's, 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 it's a train wreck. You yep. know, like, it's, it's awful. But I would, never, I, I would never say they should never have done it, like, in hindsight. Because to me, an artist, an artist should do what an artist wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. It doesn't, there's no, I don't, I can ever see an album that like, a band would do that would destroy their legacy or whatever. You just do it. You're an artist. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't be like, you know, Nickelback and make the same album <laughs> over and over again. I mean, yeah. you can, unless, unless you're Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. track. No, but I mean, artists, well. art, uh, artists don't like to be boxed in. They want to do yeah. things.
And when you're when you're attached to, you got a name attached to it. It's like you're Van Halen. You have to sound like Van Halen. You know that that's that a lot of that happens. Well, and I, I think it's the same. What I would say about that is though, Van Halen always sounds like Van Halen because Eddie plays. It's the same with Steve right, Ray Vaughan. You right. can't sound like anyone else because it's that, you know, it's that argument about, well, is it, is it the guitar that makes the sound? Is it the pickups? Is it the strings? Is it the, is it the wood in the neck? Whatever it is. Well, right. no, it's mainly the player, right? Yes. So you can't help but sound like Eddie Van Halen or Van Halen when you've got Eddie Van Halen playing. So whether it's right. keyboard or guitar, because we talked about this on the, one of the live shows, when he plays keyboards, he doesn't play keyboard like a fucking keyboard player. He plays right. it like Eddie Van Halen on guitar. Like he just plays differently. So I don't know. Is that person? Yeah. yeah, but look, but look at all the shit he took for playing keyboards. From oh all yeah, I mean, yeah. Hand purists, like yeah, he, mm-hmm. they were getting after him for doing what he wanted to do, and he did it anyways. But not and everyone it, loved it. No, yeah. for sure. But oh, you know, so Mark, you know, you know, like trying to play Eddie Licks on a guitar, it's really freaking hard. Yes, trying to play Eddie Licks on a keyboard is equally hard because it's just the way he plays is so weird. He doesn't play straight pentatonics he doesn't do it's like fuck what how is he doing that like what's he playing there you know and you know he's playing it live it's like god god damn it (laughs) you smash your head into the voice it's the same with the drums with alex like i can't play that fucking break in the middle of jump it's impossible you can't count it it's ridiculous i love it yeah that's so cool yeah it's just you can't even it's you can't even like if if you write it out and you know, and have it in front of you. I would think, as a drummer, you're still like, I can't. What's it? I just don't know what. Yeah, you can't get the one. <laughs> when you play drums, you're just looking for the one. If I got the one, I can play everything else, right? But I can't right. find the one when he's playing that break. It's you know. Yeah, yeah. Getting nerdy there, I guess. <laughs> no, I love that <laughs> stuff. It's cool, like like that yeah. that video with Greg Bissonette that we put up on VHND, where he breaks right. down. Um, and Corey, you were mentioning it uh, as one of the videos we had put up because he was he was talking about. Uh, oh, half a teacher. He was yeah. bringing down right. yeah. Right. yeah, but huh. you know th- those are fascinating. Like the insight that drummers have, you know, and especially Greg Bissonette, one of the best drummers in the world. Yeah, oh, played with Christ, everybody, I mean... and soon he's going to die because he's currently the drummer for Spinal Tap. So, you know, <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Oh my God, he will spontaneously combust at some point. Uh, so, yeah. you know, or Prince of Pound, gardening accident. We, we, we yeah, right. Dave, the Prince of Pound, the King of Heavy Artillery, Greg Bissonette. But you look at you look at that, you know, his band on that Eat Him and Smile, Steve Vine guitar, oh, Greg mm-hmm. Bissonette on drums, and Billy Shane on bass guitar. Are you it's kidding hello. me? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no downgrade from Van Halen there at all, right? You know? <laughs> and it's as big crazy. as Dave's ego is, you know, they those guys tell you like the, he let them do their thing, like, hey, put on a show, you know? Yeah, well talent recognizes talent, think? I guess, right? So I'm really kinda yeah. hoping we would have spun an eat him and smile track. Uh, oh, yes. the wheel, but yeah. yeah. Instead we got extreme. But uh, I can do, I I can do the spin core. Falls a sleeper. What's that? <laughs> I could do another spin. <laughs> hey, do you, I'm just I'm kidding. I, sorry. I yeah, we're losing Mark. Drink, but it looks like Mark's gonna die. I don't know. We're gonna leave it up. Do now. you guys remember um Scott, maybe you saw, did you guys see the Dave and Sammy tour in 03? Like how many people here saw that tour? Because Dave yep. played only one solo track, which was Yankee solo. Rose on the tour. And he he, he could not, he could not sing it. He could oh, not man. sing it. He, that was the one who was like, really like, oh shit. Like he couldn't get up there and sing those, those notes. And it's too bad because that's such a fucking great song. It's such a great album. Like, play that fucker yeah. back, you know, uh, yeah. front to back. Ladies' Night in Buffalo. Oh, I love that song. 
Okay, so here's a question for all of you then. When you consider that, when you're sort of saying, well, you know, he can't hit those notes, whatever, and it's David Lee Ross, so he's got this ego a mile wide, but why is no one saying, hey, Dave, try a different song? Like, let's let's do something different. He's in charge. Is it just literally, so that's that's what it is. It's like, it's my way to hide it, or I don't play. By the time you get to that point in your career, it's the same thing that happened with Ed. Nobody was going to tell Ed what to do on Van Halen 3. That was it. My follow-up to that then then is, I would then question David Lee Ross here as a Mm. musician. If you can't hear that you're that far off and sort of say, ah, you know what? I don't sound good here. Maybe I'll do something that's a little bit more in my Uh, mid-range or whatever, right? I know. And know, which uh, a lot a lot of artists will do. Some singers will do. They'll say, "Hey, I'm not going there." Absolutely. Hey, how about yeah. John Bon Jovi on his last tour? Right? Oh, like, oh, like he, oh, dude, no. He has ears, talk about right? Bad. He must know he sounds terrible. Something's I, wrong. I get that nobody in the organization is telling him you sound like shit, but he's got to be able to hear that himself, right? Like, Something's yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I would think ego, you know, yeah. but I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, yeah. and I'm I trying to get Richie have, back. Yeah. He was kind of probably trapped like on the 2015 tour because Wolf right. was picking out the set list. And I think Eric, remember, remind me if I'm wrong, but I think they told, they dictated to him what the set list was going to be and even threatened like if he wasn't going to sing it, they were going to have the crowd sing it or something. But the really? fact I thought I had read, yeah. Yeah, so, I believe so. I believe. I think he was trapped. Yeah, because they had already rehearsed everything. Wow. All the songs that Wolf wanted. And that's the great story when they they rehearse Get Up and there's another Get Up and one other song from Sammy and Dave's like, what's Get Up? Yeah. <laughs> it's Mostly. a song that you can't sing. <laughs> yeah. You know, Everything I mean, from the Sammy era, you just can't sing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I, I will defend Dave's voice in, the, in those first yeah. six albums, man. Kara, it's, oh, yeah. His own individual style and you know it's him right away and he's got... You heard it tonight. I'm I mean, one. it's... A, Perfect. Yeah, to to me, it's not yeah. a great singer is isn't equal to how many notes you can sing. It's how you sing it. Yeah. So I I don't that that the thing with Sammy is yeah he can sing more notes, but it, that's not really what it, it's how he sing. I mean, he effortlessly, you know, sings it, and he's got that little rasp to his voice, something that stands out, something that stands out that makes it just you know right away. You know, yeah, which well, which was Sammy's interesting because you don't hear it in the very like Montrose days and early solo days. You know, it's 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 him, but but he he really comes out. Yeah, he didn't have it he, yet. He, he, yeah, didn't, like, he didn't have it nailed down yet for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden it just kicks in. It's like, yeah. yeah, he's got his own. You know, he's got his own sound. You know, one of my favorite vocalists is a, a fellow by the name of Mark Kamire. Doesn't have tremendous uh-huh. range. But but he sings a lot of passion. I'm, I'm going to throw it to him now. Does. Mark, take it away. I mean, look, I I do what I can. Okay, I'm not yeah, I'm not going to say I'm any better or worse than Sammy or David Lee Roth. I just you know I do what I can. So is that what do you do when you about? blow your voice out? Like, have you ever like you got a gig to do and your voice is shot or what do you? I mean, uh, I've usually I have done gigs where, but this was prior to my actual vocal training um but in the instances where you do blow your voice out like right before a show there is this thing called uh stage health and uh and basically it's when you hit the stage and no matter how shitty you're feeling the adrenaline just spikes so hard that you get through it oh, cool. soon. yeah fine. yeah and yeah. uh, I have been lucky enough to where I've, I've experienced it. So uh, stage health is 100% a thing now 
That's not to say that it's going to cure you all the way through whatever said gig is, uh, because you'll probably, depending on how bad you sound, you might feel it halfway through. But uh, yeah, I've uh, I've been lucky to where it's not it hasn't been that bad uh, for me for me personally. Um, As you can see, I'm still talking and I screamed my guts out last night. (laughs) I I, I saw you with your new band Roses of Sharon there in. The fact you have a voice today is amazing. Mm. There was a few times last night where I thought, uh, I was like, oh boy, I, I may not have anything left by the end of this night and certainly not in the morning, but uh, quite the surprise. I, Would you I, sing to a track? Would you sing to a track? Because that's what Paul Stanley's is now. He's, he's Doc no. McGee. Doc McGee was a little tipsy when somebody came up to him and asked him, does Paul lip sync? And he's like, well, he sings to a track. But he sings, he sings, yeah, but he sings I mean, to a track. It's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, but would you do yeah. that if you if you're getting up there in age and you love doing it and you don't want to? It would depend on the context of the song and and in what way am I singing to the track? Like if it's a if it's a track that uh, the circumstances of its recording would uh, the only way it would make sense. Like maybe there's a lot of electronic effects or something going on in it it would only make sense to sing to that track then sure but uh as a mainstay no i wouldn't do it right, i yeah, just wouldn't i just yeah. wouldn't do the gig i mean what do you think of paul stanley i mean paul stanley's not saying i lip sync he's saying we're putting out he's saying you know we're going out when we're yeah. still out we're still at our best and it's like and i love kiss <laughs> but it's like you're not you're, you're not at your best if you're singing to the track all the time that you're literally advertising I am not at my best because I'm singing to this track. Right, right. Um, you know, you can argue the semantics of lip syncing versus no singing, but to the track, like, okay, whatever. It's the um, same. Yeah. I mean, in other words, the, the, whoever's behind the boards is waiting to, for his voice to really crack. Yeah. So then they just, they put pan him yeah, down. Just, and it's just faded, faded down, faded yeah, up. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're, I, still I, getting, sure. you're still getting sonic aid in that yeah. regard. So. Wasp is doing that too. Blackie Lawless is doing that's that's a shame. Yeah, (laughs) you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is two arguments. This right, there's there's the show, and if the show's good, because you know you can argue, okay, well, as soon as you put your guitar through an effects pedal, you're getting outside assistance. You're getting, you know, if you're there's a whole bunch of things that if you're putting reverb on your voice, you're kind of altering the way. But okay, so where does that end? But I think that if you're if you're not singing the song, if you know if Paul Stanley's voice is getting piped in you know it's the same it's the same argument with ai right ai in 20 years is going to be able to write songs and no one's going to know the difference audibly yeah. when we listen to a song you're not going to know whether that's a real human singing that or composing it or writing the lyrics whatever it is but when i watch a show i want to see a guitarist every now and again fuck up and just play something slightly behind the beat i want to see a drummer fill differently than they do on the album i want to see a singer just vamp a little bit yeah, yeah, and it's that human connection that is what's important to me with music. I don't, you know, the song is one thing, but the performance of it—that's the thing—is is that interaction with me and that person on stage. Well, that that the Eddie Trunk is pissed. Like he he just—if you listen to the clips on YouTube from his satellite show, he's he's just like, this is bullshit. You know, what 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 has become of rock and roll? If that's if that's where we've gotten to, then rock's dead because then there's no. You know why? Why am I going to go see a live show 
is yeah, some dude that, is that's mainstream though too, right? that, that's, that's stadiums and that's you know that's right. the thing we've got to manage well, the brand but, uh, but you can still go watch Mark Meyer on stage he's not fucking playing to tracks he's not you know right yeah so go out and watch live music not yet I don't know go watch Paul Stanley but see now I'm hearing Def Lep and Poison but I'm hearing the Def Leppard's doing it you know, oh, yeah. somebody was saying that for did. years they've got to have been doing it. I mean, that I don't know, man. Joe Elliott can't. I mean, say. I get they want to put the best out there for their fans, but then at the same time, it's like, well, so you got two the other, the other thing like, that sucks I hear is they're miming even, right? Like they're are the cars are yeah. playing the tracks. May, yeah, I mean, but the oh, man, other, what, I mean, what what yeah. sucks for these guys is they love doing it so much. It's hard yeah. for them to walk away. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, Brett Favre had to walk away, and yeah. Tom Brady had to walk away. I mean, eventually. You know, it, it, I think so it's just hard for them. Yeah. They love they love the it's it's who they are. But, you know, but I'm would you throw a little you... plug out here? Uh Kevin and I are talking about doing a Brian Adams podcast. Oh I saw yeah, Brian man. Adams play a few months ago and he's taking requests from the crowd. Like somebody yelled in the oh, heat he's... of the night and he said, We haven't played that song in 20 years. Hit wow, it. Cool. And they fucking played it. Like no he's tracks awesome. at all. Amazing, yeah. still to this day. But Def Leppard, yeah. yeah, like and I love Def Leppard, but their entire show completely pre-programmed yeah and like a couple of times on, yeah. on the stadium show where the, you know they got caught like something skipped or, or something that that kind of showed that you know well that's what's going to happen yeah you're going to get that milli vanilli moment with paul <laughs> yeah. stanley you know and then he's going to have no recourse other than to be like hey guys i'm sorry you know i lied to you but you know rock and roll is you know you have to you know put the best foot forward or whatever he said you, you know, you know when, when he paul when him stanley, and G- good job eric when him what and Jim are going Eric, out there, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa! What you got to do? You got to contract yourself out as a guest star on everyone's podcast. Just impressions of like that's amazing. What's with the Paul face too? Yeah, that's Botox, baby. Make it, make Jagger. But, but you know what pisses the people off is when they're just like Gene. You know, Gene just, you know, just he's Jesus boasts. You know, he's like, we don't want. We want to we want to make sure that we go out when we're at our best. You know, it's like, yeah. dude, stop, stop. Here, here's a question from Alan, who's still uh, kicking around in the chat. Thank you, Alan. Do you think Dave oh, yeah. suffered from the years he wasn't singing? Could they yeah. use it or lose it? Idea. Yeah, I don't know if he took care of it like he should have. You know, yeah. that's it's an instrument. You got to play it. Yeah, that's one thing for sure, right? Well, that's what Sammy says. Sammy's like, well, you got. Yeah, he was ball, screaming bro. for like two hours last night, and he still. We could still hear him tonight. It's hmm. amazing. Just the one hour. Just the oh, one. just one hour. Okay. Yeah, just the one hour. <laughs> oh, gee, I, not, I, no I respect see at all. Him. It was only one hour. I don't know. <laughs> God, I listen yeah. to your shit, Mark, and it's just like, how do you talk the next day? Yeah. Like you're just uh, yeah, in. yeah. It's amazing. Well, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? You practice. That's right. I can That's see how like some of these lead singers get the like the LSD thing, and it's not it's because they're paranoid. Like, hey, yeah. I'm out there. You know, Mark, you're like, I'm in the front. Everybody's looking at me. I don't want to sound like shit. So, you know, when you're asking, you know, with, with like Sebastian Bach was, that was, he used to take, take a lot of hits for that. Like, you know, he had his, he had his particular things that he have to do before right. each. What was that show he's doing? Like before a photo shoot, he had to get a run in because he felt he looked better in the photo. Well, it's, it's just, <laughs> you the anecdotes about, so, um, Dave Grohl was kind of hanging around backstage at a Stones gig, and they were asking. He was asking, "Oh, where's, where's Mick?" So he's downstairs doing his warm up. So he goes downstairs, and Mick Jagger's doing push ups, and he's going, "Ah, uh, yeah." Uh, <laughs> uh, 
and just getting his voice on. So yeah, dude, when you yeah. do what I do for this many years, I'm fucking six years old. I gotta get ready. Like I got this thing, and that's how I do it. Oh, Mick takes care of himself. you know. So yeah. hey, you know what? Just winding down. You know, one of the uh, actually Tuesday night, I'm interviewing Greg Prado, who's written a book on. Uh, Mark Lanigan, the singer of Screaming Trees, and I had no idea how good that guy was, and I and I only knew the one song, Nearly Lost You, but that dude's fucking voice was great. He died last year, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm interested because they they talked about his vocal style, and there was some comment about the way he phrased his lyrics was almost like melodic. Somebody was talking about that. Do you guys know much about him? Because I didn't. Not a ton. And I'm looking forward to talking to Greg's Not a really, great no. writer. Greg's a no. he's written so many. Greg wrote a book on uh Blind Melon, Shannon Hoon, which is one of my all time favorite books, and I love I love that band. So uh he talked to a bunch of people. You know, this dude was like a friggin' genius, but you know, he had, they had that like one song that was on the radio. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm not alone in that. Screaming Tree, and then he was with Queens of the Stone Age. He sang a lot of their songs. So we'll see. I was I've been listening to a lot of their shit, man. It's good. It's really good. That was that that, that era was uh, again another guy. Drugs took him down, yeah. but he was like with Kurt Cobain, like they were buds and the whole thing. I think just to go back though, to, you know, we've listened to the, this live song tonight. We weren't none of us were a fan of what Dave was doing, but I would say as a, as a my a comment that I always make about this podcast is that it's really it really brought me back to Van Halen in a big way like in a way that I hadn't necessarily appreciated them fully before as sort of just one of the most important um interesting rock bands of all time and Dave Lee Roth was a huge integral part of that and I know that Mark I've got an ally in Mark where I still definitely prefer Sammy but Dave, the way, what what Dave did in those early like little guitars, um, the song that you covered without me, you fuckers, um, uh, you know, I'm the one. That's peak rock and roll vocal there, right? Yeah. There. That's yeah. that's that sort of stuff where it's, it's all energy, it's all personality, and it's all delivery. There's you know technical fuck whatever. You, yeah, fine. You've got Eddie for that. You've got Sammy for that. You got you know, or you got uh, Alex for that. Either. All those guys will take care of that. What I need from you is you got to sell this fucking thing. Yeah, you know, you've built the Now we need the guy to go and sell this to the public, right? And Dave was so yep. unparalleled at that. So, yep. thank you so much, Corey and Mark, for bringing me back to Van Halen, introducing me to a lot of songs that some some of these songs I haven't heard before, and I've gone like, actually, that's on my playlist now. I, I love this again now, you know. And some songs yeah. that I think, oh, and some songs I think, yeah, that stinks. I'm glad I don't listen to that anymore, you know. <laughs> They can't all be they, zingers. They happen every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. that, was, that was the name of the prime is best of, I think. They can't all be zingers. <laughs> yeah. Not I all tell you, of them. Mark and I are almost done. What are we done? Well, probably 55 uh, songs left, uh, unless we wow. decide to. 55 left. Yeah, huh? but you'll, you've got, so... you'll find a way to extend it. I mean, come on, really? Mark, Mark is wavering. I, I think he might be done uh, after. Well, I got to I got to see, like, what's what's the demand? I want to I want to know from, yeah, from all, of see, you and all of you out there. Like, what's the demand? Should we, he's, should we keep it going? He's trying to re- renegotiate his contract. Is what he's doing. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> let him do that. Well, Scott Monroe had to leave, but he was wearing a, a very lovely uh, and the podcast for rock yeah. T-shirt. So yes, you, you I want saw to that. see the podcast that continue. 
uh, go get some merch. You know, we get a couple yeah. of bucks every time you buy a t-shirt. We got apologies to Gary. Thanks to that's Kevin Brown has designed <laughs> apologies to Gary. 80%, Kevin Brown has designed 80% <laughs> of our designs and they're fucking phenomenal. We got Alex Van Halen and his Hyundai. Uh, I got to pick up that t-shirt because I love that one. Apologies to Gary. Uh, Kevin, uh, thank you so much for going out of your way. That's uh, cool. Yeah, j- just to design stuff for our, our merch store. We really appreciate I'm glad you mentioned it. I really need to get a shirt. I want to get one. So there's just there's just a regular in the podcast of Rock oh, shirt, yeah. the black. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. we, we got the black with the gold, uh, kind of like uh-huh. the, the best of volume one. Uh, we got yeah. the old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm we slacking on myself. Shirt. Like, Sweet. I don't, I, I have none of our merch so far. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. I have one shirt. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm like such a terrible host i'm not even wearing my brand but uh, what, uh i will fix uh, that yeah man yeah, wear that on stage yeah, yeah but you yeah. are the brand you, you are the brand mark you are the brand but yeah. that's I this is but this We're is all genuinely i mean this Van is Halen's why I, this is why it's in you know you come for the music you stay for the banter I, you come yeah. for the music yeah. you stay for the horse because that chemistry between you guys and the way you deliver this podcast week after week and as a fellow podcaster eric you'll agree oh, with yeah. this it's a, a lot of work it is um, yeah. it, it's a labor of love and but there is a bit of labor in it and so I just, I can't tell you how much I appreciate everything that you guys do because it's, like I said, it's, it's enriched my life so much. I've met so many cool people. Oh, yeah. Jumping on your Damn. podcast or these kind of things. It's like, it's been a great part of my life for the last year. So don't you stop a, doing it. You, you met a couple of extra Scots tonight. We had Scott Monroe and Scott Everett on the call. Yeah. Two, we were Scott heavy. Yeah. Uh, Scott I'm, heavy. I'm telling you, do, do a Dave solo one and Sammy, do a Sammy one. Well, we, we got know, the solo wheel. You got wheel. plenty I, of Sammy stuff. I would yeah. love to keep going uh, with the solo wheel because I want to talk about Skyscraper. I want to talk about... Uh, oh, man. Damn good. Yeah. Like, um, and, peak and, Vi. And Mammoth, peak WVH. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Mammoth. Like, that is Mammoth. true. I mean, that's yeah. that's really what's swaying me is uh, talking about Mammoth and things. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Of course, so. Sammy's Standing Hampton, VOA, and Three Lock Box. VOA's right. a fucking classic. Absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah. with all that or being even, said, even Chicken Foot, right? Like the stuff that might yeah, yeah, exactly. oh, both of those albums. The circle, hundred percent. There, both of those albums are great. And there's the one um, from the second album, uh, Devil. Was that one? Um, help me, guys. No, I, I just want to talk about Winter Takes It All and uh, Over the Top. Yeah, <laughs> Winter <laughs> Takes It All. That movie oh. was on the other night. Yeah, Winter Takes It All. Yeah, top. Sammy's had some good <laughs> movie songs. Movies, man. Over the He's top. had some good movie hits. Um, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yep. Eagles Fly from Iron Eagle. Right? Eagles oh, Fly. Was, I always I always say that's from Iron Eagle if it's not. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's his best song yeah. he's he's ever written. Eagles and it's going to be on live right here, right now. Thank you, Kevin Brown, for uh, offering to go down a week early and, and sit in line uh, to yeah. make sure that we each get a copy of live right here, right now on translucent red vinyl i can't wait mm-hmm. well and i'll tell you this right now like if there's only one copy i am 100 percent just ceding that to you because your your collection is so much closer to perfect than mine i love that you, i will buddy. i will you take aftermarket and i'll you know yeah you are the man i love you very much uh, alan says absolutely keep it going i mean maybe not another one tonight no but yeah <laughs> I, I think we're all in agreement there uh you know three going on three and a half hours uh, I think we're about ready to wrap it up. I'll leave that up to Mark, but uh, yeah, we'll, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, all that being said, uh, whether or not uh, I I'm the brand, I'm not the brand. We're all the brand. Uh, and I would not keep this thing going if I didn't have my, uh, my partner in crime and all this Corey Morissette. Corey is truly the, the, the hero of this show. He keeps the, the train moving. And so um, 
whether or not we continue in the solo things and I'm leaning towards it. Uh, Corey is always up for it. And if Corey is up, up for it, absolutely, I'm up yeah. for it. So there you go. So, Hey, on behalf of all of our awesome uh, uh, sort of co-panelists, uh, except for a couple of those that just, really threw us off, you know, <laughs> off the rails. Uh, well, and but, a few hey, dropped off too. So, we, we should mention like Scott Haskin dropped off. Scott Monroe yeah, yeah. Yeah, had an issue with, with, with a kid, though, which, which I yeah, totally get. Uh, my my one child is in the bath. The other one is downstairs with their mother <laughs> watching uh, uh, 911 shows uh, uh, on cable. So uh, I got to thank them for letting me have the evening here tonight. Of course. Yes. This you was know, awesome, guys. Yeah, George yeah. Thank you guys says, so much. You dudes are still going? No. We're wrapping it up, George. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, we're wrapping it up, uh, com coming in. Uh, but uh, thank you all so much for being on the panel. Thank you all for joining in on the chat. Uh, we're going to do this again real, real soon. And uh, always be sure to check us out at podcastwillrock.com. Uh, check out our Twitter, uh, the Facebook page. As Corey and everybody said, go pick up some merch. And if you get a couple of shirts, make sure and uh, – tag uh kevin brown the ones yes. he designed uh tag him in those just to show him like well done sir well done because those t-shirts are amazing and uh, you know what? Uh, thank, thank you to all the scots uh for yes, jumping on all the call the tonight uh thank you to george thank you to eric of course we love eric sandwich uh anytime he comes uh on the show and classes up the joint is very much appreciated. <laughs> Scott Everett, I, I've Scott, I've seen your name so many times and I think we've exchanged comments back and this is the first time I've met you like you know visually. Uh, I was on your <laughs> I left a voicemail on your Ed Tribute podcast all yes. those years ago, and yeah. uh, that that meant the world to me. So yeah, it's an always an honor to talk to you. I I do searches just to find you talking about Van Halen. So yeah, <laughs> cool. this is this is this has been awesome. So nice. thank you. That's cool, man. All right, guys, this was awesome. Thank you, thank you. And uh, thanks always to Kevin Brown. I, I'm trying to to con him into doing a Brian Adams podcast with me. I don't do enough podcasts apparently. I do three. No, <laughs> no, you don't. Not at all. Kevin, Kevin is so great, and oh I'm, I'm dying to podcast with him regularly. Oh, like, Diana. I mean, let's, let's do a Brian Adams podcast. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. The love is mutual. The love is mutual. And the Def Leppard album, "Wake Up the Neighbors," right? Yeah. Sounds a lot <laughs> sure. like Def Leppard. I love it, it that. It does because yeah, Mutt Lang was the yeah, Mutt Lang. There. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but but, uh, but but better. Uh, just way deep better. divers yeah. all coming together for another live edition. Thank you all so much. Uh, you can shout out Corey and myself uh, at CD Morissette and at Mark the Bat. Uh, follow us. Let us know how we're doing. Go check out the show. Always, you know, contribute to uh, the polls and anything you want to yell at us about Van Halen. Because remember, if there's one thing that we can be sure of. We, Corey and myself, are not experts on the band Van Halen at all. We are simple, humble fans that enjoy the band, enjoy the music. If you want expertise, true expertise, just go follow Eric Sinich. He's got all the answers that you need that when we don't have those answers. So there you go. Uh, thank you once again. We are and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. 